Hey, gang, it's your boy, Hydraberg. Pleased to welcome on the show tonight, first-time guest in front of the show, Matt Stinson of the Swords and Stereo podcast. Tonight, we will wrestle with our carnal thoughts on gorgeous space vampires and take a bite out of Toby Hooper's Life Force from 1985. It's a full frontal episode of A Cut Above Horror Review, and it starts now. She wants me to hurt her. Do you want to stay? Otherwise, wait outside! Not at all. I am a natural voyeur. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host Jacqueline and tonight we'll be discussing Life Force from 1985. But first let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, I'm happy to introduce a brand new guest for the first time, but a longtime listener and friend of ours. It's Bridge Troll Matt. Welcome, Matt. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Uh, the movie choice and me are lining up perfect. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with this. <laughs> it was not it's like an- Haley's comment. <laughs> yes, it is like Haley's comment. Yeah, not an accidental choice um, this week, Matt. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you have been with us like from day one and listening to all of our episodes you've been a good friend of ours through the slack for years now um you wrote the most incredible reach around basically for our 100th episode yeah. um which i stopped thinking about and i kind of feel like Hydraberg's out of a job now <laughs> no 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 way no way uh I, I it took me like three weeks to do that and it was just okay uh no nah, it was really good it was not just okay. It was amazing. Wait, you didn't tell him that he was supposed to write one for this week? Yeah, you're doing the retry on this week, I All thought. Right. I'll just freestyle <laughs> it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> in the pack- yeah, I sent you a packet. A packet should have came in the mail. <laughs> uh, no, but thanks for being so supportive of us and listening this whole time and being our friend and uh, just generally being super awesome. Matt, Matt sent me the trash bag so that we could battle art. Matt is like the, you are the most thoughtful person. Like you send us little gifts and cards all the time. I mean, it's like, it's just unbelievable. It's, it's just, it's rare to know a person who is like as kind and thoughtful as you are. Honestly, it sounds like a picture of Richard Nixon. I did do that. You asked for that. You're like, I need some dick pics. And I I went on the internet. All my favorite dicks. Was he on a, was he on a horse shirtless? Cause that's a picture I got. Mm-hmm. You got something different than me. Oh yeah, nice. Nothing me all. But yeah, just Matt. Just everybody out there needs to know that Matt is just all around um, quality person. Just want to put that out there. Well, well, Absolutely. And next up, we got John. What's going on, John? What's happening, Jacqueline, Hydraberg, and Matt? So great to meet you in person. Finally, uh, I, I concur. I, I think you are the awesomest person in the world. I still have that. Um, pumpkin mm-hmm. um, um, ornament ornament that you could put on a Christmas tree, which is fantastic. And uh, I appreciate that very much. And you're awesome, dude. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm trying to make Halloween Christmas a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is a thing. We're going to we're going to make it happen. And last but not least, we got Hydraberg. What's going on, Hydraberg? How's everybody doing, Matt? Th- thanks again for coming on. Uh, Matt and I are actually part. We're part of a, uh, a small group of uh, lunatics who got straight telling tattoos. Uh, yes. As far as I know, it's it's just me and Matt right yeah, now. We, we beat the host. Yeah, we're <laughs> what you might call hard with us. That is something else. That is really something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
both for both of you, they're pretty large tattoos, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, his is bigger. I, I had to go get a, a. I had to throw away all my long shorts and get short shorts so I can show them <laughs> off in the summer. <laughs> you know, you just, just cut your it. jeans up, cut your jeans up, and just call them jorts. Yeah, just wear your jorts around. Yeah, Daisy with the pockets sticking out at the bottom. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah, yeah, rabbit ears. Yeah, I'll bring it back. We're bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Super hard, hard with straight chilling, and Matt is also hard with us. So when are you going to get a cut above tattoo, Matt? Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for <laughs> a, a logo. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't want to do just words. So like, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for like a cool butcher knife or uh, okay, okay, kinda, some maybe kind an of alternative pumpkin. logo. Yeah, I'm or y'all say something so clever one day on an episode that I'm like, I take that idea and run with it. So. <laughs> What you mean? You don't want to write Rob, Z- Rob Zombie is not enough for you. I just get a Rob Zombie tattoo and write "cut above" above it, and <laughs> there you go. Let everybody figure it out. Or just get and a picture of Rob say, Zombie and yeah. write "if you know, you know" under it. You could get a melange of Rob. Yeah, Zombie. you can get melange. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, Matt. So uh, the people want to know: Do you have a podcast? I do have a podcast. Uh, it's called Swords and Stereo. We talk about historical fencing. Uh, I run a uh, sword club here in Jacksonville where we uh, read historical sword fighting manuals and then recreate what they do inside and and then try it out on our friends and uh, simulate hurting them without hurting them. It's 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 easy to do and hard to do at the same time. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And then we talk about that stuff on the podcast. We talk about uh you know like wh- where do you find these books and the way they thought about martial arts 500 years ago compared to now and mm. you know, just stuff like that i i mean this with the utmost sincerity what got you interested in that because to me that's really really intriguing well I, I i found it I, I i was listening to a comic book podcast and one of their guests started talking about it and then that made me go on an internet deep dive see the uh this is all fairly new. The, uh, the, the, uh, they had just found these manuals laying around in libraries in Europe. But unless you were a librarian, you didn't know they existed. And then, you know, in, or, you know, uh, the, the century, the turn of the century, they started scanning them and putting them on the Internet. And then people could, you know, regular people who aren't librarians could find started finding them and using them. And, I, you know, I guess in the late 90s, people were literally Xeroxing these 500 year old books and like yeah. mailing them off to each other and xeroxing copies of copies of copies and, uh, and now we're just to the point where i can go on amazon and buy buy one which mm. makes it so much easier well i think it's fantastic you got a podcast for that as well i mean people that it it's not a niche thing i think it's a very interesting thing that a lot of people would be interested in i mean we're kind of niche because we do a horror podcast but that's that's intriguing seriously it's it's definitely growing. I think we there's there is a HEMA club. Uh, HEMA stands for Historical European Martial Arts. There's pretty much one in every major city in the U.S. and Europe right now. And no uh, it's cross. It's it's going. No, there's tournaments too. We've talked about going to them. So that's interesting. I mean, there's fencing. Why not these other these other types of swords and stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not have competitions for these sort of things? I, I find it interesting because it's like an art form of fighting that like could get lost you know what i mean because we're well, so it, modern. Well, it, did. it died out people, yeah. people stopped doing it because sport uh class it morphed into classical fencing which mor- morphed into sport fencing and sport fencing is really a game 
mm. that doesn't have any like martial um you 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 don't want to apply that in a martial setting okay um, so like yeah it, this takes it back these books were actually written by people who used this stuff in actual duels in actual battles and uh they've take a lot of the the the, the sporty uh, gamesmanship out away from it Okay. So how do you recreate these um these these things that you're reading about in the manuals while still taking precautions to not injure each other? Well, that seems we, like the difficult part. We 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 drill um we drill uh I'm having trouble thinking of the word uh not percussion. Um we're, we we simulate where we don't hit hard and we we keep total control of the weapon at all times. So you can you can cut with proper technique and still come to where you're just touching your opponent. That and, and we wear safety gear too. So if something does happen, you have a jacket on with a Newton rating in case the sword breaks. You have a helmet on. You have gloves on. Gloves are probably the most important thing because uh, when you fence, uh, your hands are in front of you, so they're the mm. closest part to the other person. Yeah. So mm. it's a lot easier to hit their hands because it's closer. And so, if you hit their hands, they can't hold their sword anymore. So you make mm. you what you're saying was you well you make perforations like in the sword so that they travel differently when you swing them. No, no, I'm talking. Oh, calibration. That's the word. I'm. Oh, that's okay, the word okay. I was looking for. We we train calibration like from day you. one. Okay. Because your your friends that you're training with. They're also your training equipment, and if you break your friends, you can't train yeah, anymore. Yeah, well, and I so like the swords have like a tip, a guard, right? Oh yeah, that, like, so they're not they're not other. sharp, and they don't come to a point, and they're not sharp. We have we have uh, what's called a fetter, which is a thinner sword that's it's fatter and thinner, and it bends more. Mm-hmm. It bends much more than a real sword would. So if something does that, if you walk into a thrust, the sword will bend. Yeah, rather than you. putting a hole in you, yeah, which is <laughs> that's good. But at least like the weight of the swords is realistic. So that's what you're training with, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. Feeling it's, what the real weight of swinging one of these things would be like. Yeah, swords are a lot lighter than most people think. Uh, uh, a two-handed longsword is only around three pounds, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, but I promise after 30 minutes, three pounds is a lot. Yeah, you keep mm-hmm. swinging it. Yeah. Well, it sounds very similar to martial arts when you're sparring because you have the headgear on. You've got like things protecting your feet and, and your hands. So you're not making that direct contact. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Man. Yeah. M- most martial arts, uh, you know, is 80 percent the same. We all have we all have two arms and two legs and two elbows. So like your body can only do so much stuff. So even mm-hmm. it's usually the techniques don't change just the way they explain it and, mm-hmm. and how they want you to use those techniques. Mm-hmm. that's actually super interesting i love that it is a niche thing like there probably aren't um a ton of podcasts on that topic like you know horror podcasting that's kind of like oversaturated yeah but you can grab bigger, it seems like you with your podcast you can grab kind of a a larger um like portion of the the listening audience yeah and mo- most of the ones that are out are on youtube because they like to show the techniques mm-hmm. so, uh, we're audio only which is it's very niche uh but you know then we always devolve into dick jokes anyway so like we're, <laughs> we're half a comedy podcast yeah it sounds a lot like D. it is it, it is we all play D. so like yep. there's a lot of that as well you start off serious yeah. and then it ends up into dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for telling us about that matt that's super interesting thanks, yeah, I don't so, know if people can, the listeners can tell, but Matt happens to be the most interesting man in the world. 
<laughs> he is pretty much. That's why he drinks yeah. Dos Equis. Mm-hmm. Just hearing those little tidbits I thought was pretty fascinating. So Same. if that interests you, then go find Swords and Stereo. It's awesome. Could any idiot like me just come and take a class with you? Any smart person like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that you made a business out of this. Like fucking, you know what I'm saying? You went for it. Like you're just like, yeah, fuck this. I want to. Yeah, this is, this is cool, and I want to, and you, and you found people that are into it, or you got people into it, and now you have all these good friends because of that. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to retire anytime soon, but yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's nice to have that community, and it's, a, it's a real mix of community because you get, you get the history people, you get the people who uh, love fantasy books, you love LARPing. people who, who love LARPing. We get those people in, and and then we just we get people who like just want to do the physical part like they yeah. want a physical hobby and they don't want to go get beat up playing rugby or something so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's a it's a big mix of people and it's a very strong community and it, it's it's pretty awesome that i get to go there every day that's cool that's a rad super awesome yeah so definitely check out swords and stereo podcast because uh if you're interested in this or you want to get interested in how many episodes do you guys have i think we're around 24 we we, nice. we ran into a snag where uh the person editing uh, had a kid and stop. Uh, so like that kind of stopped the editing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm learning how to do it right now. I'm I'm taking crash courses in Audacity and I'm gonna figure it out because we have hey, episodes recorded. Yeah, we have episodes recorded that I just haven't got to release yet. So I need. But yeah, to just keep putting them in the bank, if anything, and then yeah, uh, yeah. At least you'll be you'll be ahead of the game then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm out of I'm not in Florida right now, but when I get back, maybe I can find a. A free day to come take a lesson with you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'll give you the uh, cut above discount. And nice. uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I like to take discounts from friends. Like I like to support friends, so it's cool. No discount. Matt, I'll but... take the discount. Matt... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jacqueline will sign autographs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be my payment. Here you go. <laughs> well, you can sell that. Okay. Um, yeah, Matt and I have actually hung out a few times at different straight chilling. Uh, meetups and at Bob's Halloween party last year. So jealous. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm proud to call Matt a friend. So there you go, name dropper. <laughs> I will drop. I've been to Bob's house. La ti da. So little in my life will name drop any motherfucker I can. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Listen. All right. Well, you fellas ready to get into some horror? Yes. Yeah. All right, John. You got some horror news. I do. I gave you guys some homework assignments. Uh, the Nun 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> nice, bro. Nice delivery. Brought it in. Brought it in. Uh, actually, The Nun 2, the trailer, just dropped, uh, I believe, uh, late last week. You guys watched it. Thoughts? There's, it's The Nun. Oof. I never saw The Nun 1. Yeah, I skipped it, too. I think... Uh, I think I was straight chilling, reviewed it. Hey, did like, you, can, you can hold off. And I was like, okay, I will. It just didn't appeal to me, but I will say that there looks like there's some decent scares in this trailer, but they show them to you anyway. So yeah, that's what that's, that's what, what all I mean. these movies are anyway. I think they showed a little too much, maybe. Yeah. Uh, if if no one went to see the Nun one, maybe they're they're like overshowing to hope. Like, look, it's good, it's good. Please come. Yeah, yeah. this thing's. I, I I feel the same. I mean, I never watched the Nun one. Um, this is coming out September eighth. Now, the interesting fact about this is this movie made. $365 million back in 2018. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it was made for like $40 million. I, I mean, mean it, look, her it, appearance it, it in the, the second Conjuring was like, okay. 
You know what I mean? I thought it was good. But that's why that Conjuring good. started adding too much, too, because there was like... Well, the, they created their own multiverse with yeah, this Yeah, it, it got weird. Annabelle, the nun... And then I kind of checked out at that point. So when the nun came out, I was like, I, I, I don't want to see it. I tell you what I do like. I, I like that it's a period piece because any any horror movie where you can get rid of as much technology as possible, I yeah. think it's to the benefit. So soon as cars are rare and there's no cell phones, I yeah. think that does add a lot to the horror. I think you're right. Movie. Yeah, I when agree. Now, yeah, that's that's a plus. Uh, although I will say the roaches made me go nope. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like they're there like whenever she shows up. You know what I mean? Like it's bugs first, and then she's all of a sudden there. No, thank you. Mm. What you drinking there, Jacqueline? <laughs> I'm actually drinking this. We're not being sponsored by this product, but I am drinking Snoop Dogg's Rosé. Oh, Hold on a second. So, uh, I drink a bird. Put this on the list. We need Blue Chew, we need Manscaped, and we need Snoop Dogg's Rosé. I'm down That's our sponsors. It. Have yeah. a couple of drinks of the Rosé, trim my ball hair, and then hit the, hit the night, a night on the town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With some Blue Chew in my pocket, ready to go. Get a little warmed up. The right there, man. I don't know if you're going to need the blue chew after this movie, but okay. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, gross, I don't know who would. Yeah, no. So I don't normally drink rosé, but um, I really like uh, the brand is 19 Crimes, but it's it's Snoop Dogg. And I, I really yeah, like well, murder was the case that they gave him a uh, case of wine. Actually, it was. What, Did he think a little of the crime? It was, it was a Snoop Dogg. It was a Snoop Dogg reference. He had a, oh. he had a song. Murder was the case. Oh, okay. now I have to explain my joke and it's less funny now, but that's OK. Sorry, I don't i like that you're drinking snoop dog wine i think that's dope it's really delicious um i really like his red and i like his rosé so there you go anyway so we're talking about (laughs) we're talking about news News. okay so i never played this game Uh, jacqueline have you ever heard of a game called twisted metal not until today okay uh how how about you matt have you heard of it i played the first one in high school back in the 90s but I, i guess they're like on eight or nine now but i've only ever played the first one okay and hydroberg you played it before i played a bunch back in the day on like the playstation one and two but that's as far as like it's a car combat game yeah i kind of got out of video games at the time it came out but i heard it was a a really fun game they're coming out with a series on uh it's gonna be on peacock and they released the trailer for the show the series twisted metal did you guys watch it it looks funner than i thought it would same i actually thought it looked great i thought it was exciting Oh, tongue in cheek and corny, but I'm not with you on this. It looked like they were trying way too hard. Well, I mean, I, it's a video game. Yeah, I mean, like based this... on a video game, but just like cars shooting at each other. So there's they have to kind of. Yeah, I, 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 like I think it's catch the highlight. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of a weekend nod at everybody our age, just saying, "Hey, this was a video game, post-apocalyptic type movie. It's or, or show. It's got Anthony Mackie in it, Nev Campbell's in it." Um. I was surprised I mean, by Nev Campbell. I, I was like, wait, you did this instead of Screen 6? Yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued by this show. I'll check it out. Well, I think Nev Campbell's getting to her Sigourney Weaver phase where she's mm. like, she's the uh, the fancy lady in the suit. She's the cougar. Hands out the jobs. And, you know, like, it disciplines people. And cabin in the I dig it. She can discipline that. me if she wants. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, I, I don't know. It looks like, John, I, I, I expect, like, nothing from it, but it looks no. funner than I thought it might. Um, it's cheesy, but I think, it, you know, if it owns it, it could be fun. It reminded me of, like, not the same premise, but I don't know if you guys ever watched, like, Z Nation, which was, like, a cheesy zombie show, but it ended up mm-hmm. having, like, a lot of charisma and, like, heart to it. 
And it kind of like surprised, it was like a sci-fi show and it kind of surprised me that it was better than I ever thought it would be. And this sort of looks like a similar uh, feeling. Yeah, I, it felt it felt just fun to me. I mean, it like you said, nothing to take too seriously, but just have a good time with. So, and plus, it's got that creepy clown dude. So, um, and if one thing we we don't have enough car shows anymore. Okay, I grew up in the eighties. We had a team. We had Night Rider. We had Dukes of Hazard. Everybody's yeah. mother had a car that they did something in. They had a van. They, you know, Airwolf had a fucking helicopter. Like everybody, <laughs> fucking Hulk Hogan had a boat. Come on, like everybody had something. Paradise. <laughs> yeah, come on. We don't get those shows anymore. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so so I heard that they're coming out with a new Alien series. I, I didn't talk about it last week, but they're actually coming out with a new Alien movie. And then I was disappointed, but then I found out who is directing it. It just wrapped filming. Fetty Alvarez oh. is directing a new Alien, or it just wrapped filming. The one called Romulus, is that the show? That's the show, right? I think there's one late t- titled like Alien Romulus, and I think that's the show. Yeah, it's going to be like a series type thing. Okay. But this one's an actual movie that Fetty Alvarez directed uh, coming out uh, next summer, like I think July 2024. I don't know. His name was attached to Texas Chainsaw Netflix. So I, I, I just come on. He produced oh, it, right? Oh, yeah. I just hope he does a better job with this because it's his own thing. I'm sure he will. I mean, I'm going to give him a pass because I like the Evil Dead remake. So do I. Well, yeah, but yeah. No, I mean, the Texas Chainsaw thing, I'm just kind of joking. I'm excited. Yeah, there hasn't been an alien movie that I hate. Uh, Like, There's some that are just okay, but uh, nothing to make me go, oh, I don't want to see a new alien movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we'll all probably check it out, right? Mm -hmm. Jacqueline, you like the aliens? uh, or Have you seen a lot of them or just basically after aliens, you stopped? I saw Alien, Aliens, Prometheus. Okay. Did you see Covenant, oh. though? The best of the best. Alien Covenant. Oh, was that with uh, Naomi Rapace? Where it was like yeah. the... Well, no, the... she was in Prometheus. Oh, that's it. Never mind. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see Covenant. I had intended to happen. It's, it's a bummer, because since having kids, my movie watching has plummeted. Like, before I had kids, I was watching everything. Now I'm lucky if I see, like you know, a dozen new movies in a year. Well, um, yeah. You're you watching one of those alien films and one of the little guys walks in, in the room during, like, one of those alien scenes. That's going to be tough to get out of your head. <laughs> if not the rest of the week. Yeah, exactly. So, just, you know, time's a factor. But, no, I would I would check out a new alien film, especially knowing Fetty Al- So, Fetty Alvarez definitely directed, right? I'm yes. Like, okay, yeah. well, then, you know, that's good enough for me to want to go see it and get excited. So. I'm excited for like he's a competent director, so I'm, I'm that think that's great. I just think there's been a, so much turmoil with the franchise in the past like five five to ten years of ups mm-hmm. and downs of like projects canceled midway. Like Neil Blomkamp was supposed to be doing this movie originally, mm-hmm. and then there was a there was a uh, a movie being done specifically by Ridley Scott. He was putting together, but then that I don't know. Then there's a show, so it's sort of confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Well, maybe we'll review it next year and let everybody know how it is. Or we can just do Prey instead. Okay. That was that was really good. <laughs> I heard um, it was. I heard it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, so, John, is that it for news? Oh, yeah, we're done. Sorry. Okay. I have one little, right. one little quick thing. You didn't want to touch on the trauma thing? Trauma got their YouTube page back? Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah go ahead. I believe, go yeah. Ahead. Trauma's yeah. YouTube band was, like, lifted or whatever. There was a petition. I signed it. 
Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a real, you know, trauma guy. I signed their petition. Yeah. I'm just kidding. When I, but no, yeah, I, I signed it. But uh, no, I was supposedly I saw I saw a bunch of a uh, bunch of stories today on their page about it being like put back or whatever. So that's great uh, news. Good, good to well, hear. Let me ask you guys something. Let's say next year at some point we do like all trauma movies because we love trauma. You guys down for that? Like an entire Yeah, month? I told you. I, I probably have some vacation time I have to take around that time. <laughs> like, John, however, he signed the petition. John, yeah. you and do it, and we will hold down the fort. We don't need Hyderberg to do nope. a month. We can, no, I'm we, just kidding. I, hey, hey Matt, are you down for some trauma movies? I'll, I'll do at least one. <laughs> Uh-oh. The- Is there one that you have in mind? Um, no. No, oh, okay. I'm, I honestly I I haven't seen any since I was a teenager. I, 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 nothing has made me want to go back. But thank y'all for watching them for me. That's been very nice of y'all. <laughs> can I can I admit something? Last night I watched Tromeo and Juliet for the first time. Have you oh, guys seen that? Is oh, that yeah. a James Gunn film? Or is uh, he no? I, did he he didn't direct it? I thought he wrote it. Oh, yeah, is that what he, it was? Yeah, I think he wrote it. Um. Yeah. Wow, that was. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess I'm still kind of is processing it, a musical? it. Yes, yes, it is. Ah, okay. It's got some. Well, every trauma film has music. I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. But like, uh, so like, Poltergeist had like real musical musical stuff. I don't know. It was a musical. Yeah. John, how does Tromeo and Juliet compare for you with Poltergeist, for example? Uh, Tromeo and Juliet goes into a. I, I don't want to ruin anything. Uh, it goes in a more serious tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? John? Are there any boobs? John? Yes. All right. A lot. But still. Um, it, it it the one thing I did appreciate is they take from the source material well in that movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, Jacqueline? Oh yeah. I do. We are definitely if we're doing a whole month, that's one of the oh, ones on the d- docket. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. We'll do yeah. it. Yeah, we'll do it. Is for a, sure. Is Attack Attack of the Killer Tomatoes a trauma film? I don't I thought they picked it up. There was a couple of movies where they didn't actually um, finance just, it, but they they bought the rights to it. So okay. I, I think the second one was. I think the second one they bought the rights to it and made it like a trauma. One of their their will and their wheelhouse. Yeah, because Tubi franchise. has Tubi has like all the trauma movies right now. So it's like it, it fell under the suggestions after you watch like Toxic Avenger or whatever. Okay. Well, that was cool. You branched out and took a little cinematic adventure last night with uh, Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> wow. I had I, never seen it. and I, It kind of blew my mind a little bit. So. For some reason, I had. I don't know why. No. Yeah, it's a little a little bit of a mind blower. It's it's creative. <laughs> and that ending. Please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No spoilers. Nope, well, nope. No, no, That's no. all I'll say. We'll save it for when we do Trauma Month next year and Hydraberg goes on break. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. uh, Bye, Hydraberg. Our attention to life force, shall we? Sure. Hydraberg, this was your pick. Why did you choose Life Force? Uh yeah, this is my pick. I chose this movie. Uh I watched it when I was younger. It's always kind of stuck with me. Um, and then there's a little bit of a story behind this movie and Matt and I. So I chose this movie as like maybe my fourth Patreon pick or fifth of Straight Chillin' of my many, you know, many, many Patreon picks that I've gotten over time. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so I picked this movie. I I thought they would have a good watch with it. It's a wild film. Um, I don't think most of them had seen it. I think Bob maybe had seen it. But anyway, so it was a cool conversation. They spoke about the space vampires and all the horniness. And then I believe Matt, I think you called in like the pri- the next week 
and you left like an epic voicemail where you were like, I'd fuck a space vampire. Like, and that became like your calling card. <laughs> Is that you, Matt? Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's Matt. Oh, oh, you did that, John. They were, yeah. They were being so stupid. They're like, no, I have I have the willpower to turn off magic pheromones. That yeah. Brain fucking me. No, I think you, you even called in. You were like, no, I want to thank Hydroberg for picking this one because I've never seen it before. And it's yeah, wild. yeah. And then you were like, I'd, fu- I'd fuck a space vampire. <laughs> and I was like, is- yes, I feel gratified. Like human that- form, bat form. I don't care. Let's do this. <laughs> what about Patrick Stewart form? Definitely put that's first on the list. <laughs> yeah. So Young that that's the space vampire that is now part of like straight chilling lore. That's like yeah, part of and that's where it came from. Yeah, I, I didn't know they were gonna make it like a bump that they would keep using over and over and over again. Like I just threw it up there to be funny. And yeah, then, uh, it's weird listening to an episode and then all of a sudden there you are swearing. You know, so, <laughs> like I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Hydroberg, you. you you got a little bump on there too, right? She licked my asshole. Yeah, she licked bit. my asshole a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and they use it at the, some of the best moments that make me <laughs> fucking laugh because I too forget it's there. And then every they, once in a while, Andy will pull it out at the perfect time. Master of the butt. Yes. Well, Bob really likes butthole stuff, so like that's right up their alley. Yeah. Yep. It's a bummer <laughs> if it's not penetrating you. John's losing it. Yeah, I just did a spit takeover. I'm sorry. It went up my nose, too. Bob really likes butthole stuff. Put that on the road. All right. Well, uh, let's decide, fellas, whether life force fucks or sucks. Matt, would you like to go first? I was just going to say I would like Matt to go first. I do. So so listen, you know the sex is going to be good. You you know you know this girl likes everything you like. She's into the stuff you're into. But she's she's a little coked up. She's gonna gonna talk about her two dogs all night, and you don't want to hear about her two dogs. You don't care about her fucking dogs, but she's gonna not shut up before the sex, during the sex, after sex. You have to hear about these fucking dogs, their vet, their vet bill, what they're allergic to, what dog park they like to go to, the cutest shit they did the other day. So just get ready to hear a bunch of shit that you don't want to hear while the awesome sex is in the vicinity. It's the price you pay, right? Yeah. So I mean, it, it fucks. It okay, fucks, but you got to hear some shit. All right, Hydroberg is your pick. Uh, what do you think? Does it fuck or does it suck? I don't know how to follow that. Uh, man. I know. <laughs> it was great. I'm, I'm a dog guy. I'm a I'm a fucking dog guy. Of course, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm fucking her. During sex, what kind of dogs are we talking here? Midsize? <laughs> what, what are we looking at here? Anyway, uh, for me, yes, uh, like a gorgeous, fully nude Italian woman, this film gradually sucks you in and then continues to suck much after release. To the point that now you are spent and it hurts and you are now giving of your soul. Without hesitation, she grips on tighter, though, sucking the life out of you. It's the best suck you've ever experienced. It's a fuck. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, a, it's like a really good suck. Really. Was, what does this mean? <laughs> I know. All right. I get lost in the minutia. Our metaphors are overlapping. <laughs> All right. John, does it fuck or does it suck? Kind of in the middle right here. Um it's like you see the most beautiful woman on the planet in a bar. You take her home. She looks spectacular, but she's got a voice like Fran Drescher and she farts during sex and it just takes you out of the mood a lot. So I'm going to say this. I'm waiting for, for the negatives. For, Where are the negatives? <laughs> for right now, it's a flaccid fuck for me. How about you, Jacqueline? Yeah. So from the get go, this movie had my panties dropping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
getting me hot, getting me turned on, ready to go. Starts out awesome, touching me in all the right places, hitting all the right buttons. But about but what? I'm waiting for the butt. But about halfway through, starts trying to do too much at once, trying to do 69 and doggy style and cowgirl and reverse cowgirl and missionary and upside down and standing up and in the shower all at once. And all those things are good. All those things are good, but you can't do them all at the same time. Only Idris Elba can do all those things at once. Only Idris Elba can do all of that to me. Um, That or Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff, Jeff, yes. Um, So it still fucks, but I'm going to say acid fuck so I there you go. That. that makes sense everybody's yeah. review really makes sense as far as uh, what your sucks or fucks we are yeah. master for i would say <laughs> all right john you want to hit us with the spoiler warning so we can get into it absolutely this is your spoiler alert we're going to be talking about life force from it's 1985 right yeah uh, no it's 2023 Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about the year the movie was made. Oh, okay, the year of uh, Life Force from 1985. We're going to be talking about it in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, come back to find out what we thought about it. All right, sounds good. Hydra Berg, I can't wait to hear this reach around. Well, I have one. It's a little long. <laughs> Is it 150 miles long? Yeah, 150 miles of dick. It <laughs> <laughs> was. Unit of measurement, right? Yeah. Better. Or the artichoke. It sounds like an average four years at college. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whenever you guys are ready. All right. I'm ready. All right. Floating through space in wake of Halley's Comet, an alien craft the shape of a phallic rocket. A group of astronauts decide it's safe and dock it. A derelict ship made of space age material has giant dead bats drift in a tunnel made arterial. Our astronauts find three specimen, their clothing immaterial. Carlson's thought process carnal when drawn to this cargo. A female presence unlike no other in the tug bay below. A sensual creature, La Femme Nikita, in the ship she is stowed. Their faces turn blue, suck the life from the crew. Carlson escaped in an escape pod he flew. In spite of his actions, this woman finds her way down to Earth. Wasted no time seducing and spreading her curse. Suck the life from your body and replace it with thirst. For every two hours you must feed or your body will burst. This perfect feminine killer is out in the wild. Anyone she comes across is instantly beguiled. Merely days have passed her presence already gone viral from a chapel in london swallows souls as they spiral back into the ship that resembles a dick seems like mankind just blew it a naked girl from outer space who knew she could do it a tender kiss between a man and a young patrick stewart a film filled with elements of many genres space vampire and outer space madonna giving birth to a new breed she's gonna along with her lover skewered during intercourse penetration of the feminine taken without remorse to come to desire or your life taken by force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome, man. My favorite well part done. would be rhymed wild with beguiled. <laughs> so art. Wasn't a young Patrick Stewart kissing another dude? No. <laughs> it was beguiled. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I, uh, Patrick Stewart looks exactly the same now. I mean. He's just smoother, <laughs> right? His skin yeah, is he, really smooth in this. Yeah. yeah. I'm, pr- I'm happy that this is our second Patrick Stewart movie. Oh, yeah. We did Green Room. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Where it was, he was, he wasn't quite like for for me, he was okay. But I know some of you guys, he, it was an issue. His placement in that movie, I thought he was good in this. It's a small role. He was good. It was just a weird role for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, pleasant surprise because I I didn't know any other actors in this movie. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> Same. You know, it's like it's like when you know Grandpa shows up drunk at the party and you're like, "Hey, Grandpa's here!" You know, you're super excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
I like the beginning. I like that. I like this. I really like the music of this movie. Like it's just so like over the top and intense. Like dun 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 dun. dun. And we get well, the- Henry Mancini group. did the music. Yeah, I think he did a good job. I mean, with I, what he I loved it. I, I yeah. love the score of it. Well, so you get that Canon Group uh, pr- presentation logo that comes across the screen, and just and you kind of just know with that and the music, like you're in for a ride because if you know that production company, yeah. you know what type of movies they put out. Well, fun mm-hmm. fact, he w- he wasn't going to take this movie at first, but then he read the script and he saw how little talking there was, like for the first twenty minutes, and he's like, "Oh well, now I have to do it because the- <laughs> it's just going to be music." Yeah, I'm going to be the guy in charge for that first twenty mu- minutes. So, That's an interesting uh, way to look at it, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got like alien vibes from the beginning. There's like space bathed in blue, and the camera's panning in, and then we're like going over this asteroid, you know, and then. We get yeah, the can... we get the ship, the NASA ship, which I'll, I'll be honest, looks pretty rough in this movie. It's like drawn in; it's animated. They said they designed it off of an asparagus. Oh, oh no, no, no! I don't mean that. I mean the uh, our NASA ship. Oh, the NASA it ship. approaches yeah. that ship. It just looks like drawn on. You know what I mean? Like the the Churchill. You mean? Yeah, the Churchill when it when it approaches. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the I thought the phallic ship looks interesting. It's weird looking. Yeah, so yeah, it I looks it... like a. What are you saying? I thought it looked good too. It's like got an interesting like it's got this canopy that opens or something at the end of it, and then um, well we we the see it on the monitors, it, right? It, it, it does look like a dick. You're right. Like it does we, totally we, look like a, we see it on the monitors. The, they do an X-ray of it, and it's like totally just looks like a penis. Yeah, and at the end of it, it looks like an artichoke or something like that. Yeah, and this is a very um, sexually charged film, so like it doesn't. Yeah. I, I just love that they're like, oh look, a dick-shaped object. Let's enter it, and they do. I think. <laughs> I think I would have had a better time with this movie if I actually watched it um, when I was a kid. This came out in 85, 86. I mean, I could have rented it at Blockbuster or whatever in 86. You would have paused the shit out of it. I, You know I would have, but it kind of <laughs> flew under the radar for me. But, this, you know, this is like one of those movies that just kind of proved to me why I don't like sci-fi horror. You know, not, oh. not to knock not to knock what 1986 had to offer. It was just like like Jacqueline in, in your, you know, just whether it fucks or sucks, is that it just tried to do too much at once. I mean, there were yeah, so there, many characters. There in, there. There's there, there's so many characters in this movie that you have to kind of follow. And you're like, okay, where are we? What? Hold on. What, why'd you do? Oh, well, hold on. What? You know, it was just it. It was confusing to me. I so mean, I didn't and, have a, I didn't have a main trouble with like remembering the characters, but it was just like, like Jacqueline said, they were just busy body, like but jumping around here. They're going here. They're going there. They're interacting with this person. So some of it is characters, I guess. Like they introduce some new characters towards the end, but it was more just like, well, what's really going on here? Like we're we're chasing this girl. Now we're in an insane asylum, and then. They're, well, there was know. a there was a huge info dump kind of at the beginning of of when these creatures were brought down from space of like, well, maybe they're vampires. Oh, maybe they are. You know, it was just like this info dump of all of that. And then at the end of the movie, it just became, OK, are they zombies? Are they kind of vampires? Are they, you know, everything's exploding? Is this the apocalypse? It's a little bit what's of going on? Yeah, it much like um a lot like uh, what's it called? Um, Night of the Creeps, where it's sort of like a blend of genres. It doesn't quite pull it off as uh, as well as that movie. It doesn't have true. Yeah. I, I think it would have been better off if they never said the word vampire. Yeah. They could have just they could have just pretended we're smart and we could have figured it out. <laughs> well, so for me, it was like it was it wasn't about the characters. It was more about like the 
even if you didn't call them vampires, which I do think would be an improvement, but even if you didn't, the lore and the rules of like what these creatures can do and what their what their vic- what happens to their victims and what happens as a result of all that to me it got very convoluted because it felt like they just kept making up rules or making up abilities as the movie went on to like fit certain scenes or explain certain things away so like um Carlson they like they tracked down uh, so where, where the movie started to lose me is where um, you find out that the space creature, the vampires can like jump from one body to the other. And now, so before it was like our gorgeous space girl. She, she doesn't have a name. She's just like space girl. Uh, but then she's in the body of Ellen and Ellen is like, you know, sort of seducing that guy in the car. That is the point where it started to lose me. Cause it's like, okay. I'm cool with like the ener- the life force sucking, you know, that mm-hmm. you know they're they're like energy vampires, right? I was totally down with all that. I was really interested in this idea that then their victims, even though it's not like a traditional vampire where you like bite somebody and suck their blood, yeah. you're sucked life force. Same I'm, properties, I, yeah. I thought that was fascinating. And then the fact that just like a blood sucking vampire, the victims then become afflicted with this need as well and if they don't get fed then they basically turn to dust i was loving that but when it started getting into like body jumping and telepathy and then carlson they've like exchanged some energy so he's connected to her and then oh then they're they not only can they jump bodies they can shape shift their own bodies it was just like and then at the same time, then the the ship itself is like approaching Earth. It was just too much. I agree. Yeah, I, I thought this movie, I agree with you, Jacqueline. I love the idea that it's like a different kind of lore of what vampires were. You know, almost an alien being trying to suck the life out of you of what vampires actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, but, and, and that idea is great, but it just, it got so muddied. And, and yeah. just kind of like confusing of what was going on here. If they kept with that, I again, I'm not a director. I, I'm not a script writer. There had to be something to where they could have simplified this just a little bit of the lore of the vampires. Because it just went from one thing to another. You know, and maybe I'm in a weird something. spot where I agree with you. And at the same time, I sort of still like the lunacy of like how it ramps up towards the end. Well- when you're that's, just like, wait, right. what? It's an apocalyptic zombie movie now? Like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, because these people are just so depraved now and they're just searching for souls. They can't really... Just, it, they feed in every two hours. It's like, unrealistic. Like, what do you... How are you supposed lot. to live your life? That's fucking... Come on. Well, it also means they're going to run out of food eventually. Yeah. Like, even eventually, yeah. I, mean, I guess it's all meant to sending like souls to the, today. To the ship. They're going to yeah. run out of food today. Yeah. yeah. Sending like, souls to the ship was the main thing. Was And then... If you notice in the very end, it looks like they've re- repopulated those crystals with entities that were growing, right? So they were they were remaking their own, um, you know, brand of uh, vampires that I guess would travel again with the comet. And I don't know if they ever touched down like what their lore is. That was the most interesting part was like, what's going on with the aliens themselves? But yeah, you're right. They kind of lose focus and they just go in all these weird tangents where we're like, we go to we go we go to the fucking nurse's house, right? When we find out what she's what's going on, and that fucking scene is so weird. 
There's Ooh, that yeah. moment where he's like, oh, she was in here, but she's no longer in here. But there's still a connection. And I connect now to the woman. And she's telling me that she's a masochist. Yeah. She's an extreme masochist. She's a naughty well, girl. She wants me to hurt her so that I can get well, the to leave. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm a voyeur. Well, she, I she, was a, she, she was a nurse. I thought she was a patient there. No, she's a uh, nurse. She lives on the, oh, yeah, I thought on the premises. No, she's a nurse. I, uh, whoa, on the okay. premise. Yeah, that's why the doctor brought her there in the buzzer. Like, where that's her that's her quarters where she stays, and she happens oh. like a naughty girl. But like, I don't see how that has anything to do with the movie. Yeah, like that. It was such a weird scene. Well, that bothers me because it felt a, like she was a patient. It's a really horny movie. It's very horny. And I mean, I, I love movies. Don't like that's yeah. yeah. I mean, Matilda May, our main antagonist, is nude almost the entire film. Oh she my god, we have any speaking lines so much. I still think she's great, though. She yeah. learned English on the set. Yeah. She didn't know she how to speak very English young. when she signed the contract. Oh, she's French, right? Yeah, she's French, yeah. Like, yeah. she's a French I actress. She was that, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the whole shape-shifting thing and this jumping bodies thing, like, that was so jarring to the point where I don't feel like it was part of the script. I felt like maybe they couldn't get the actress back or something, and they're like, quick, come up with some shit, because we have Scenes to shoot. You think like, so? Yeah, because she's. In, I don't know. She's that, well, because no, because the, I don't know. The, the male guards. I mean, the male guys. They jump into the bodies of the guards, which they, right. they only info dump on you later. Really about it. This whole movie's an info dump. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it is. There's moments that are very like, info dumping. It, it's sad because every all the info dump, all the stuff they're saying sounds amazing, and I want to see it. And I'm wondering if they could have just took the money for the the zombies that don't even look that good and tried to show us all this other stuff that they're talking about that sounds amazing. Uh, I wonder, like, how what that movie could have been like. I would have liked yeah. to see more anal doors in the show. Yeah, in that, the first, yeah. That, let's go. Let's go back to the spaceship. Because oh I my god, the movie starts off with a giant pink vag tunnel, <laughs> and then they. And these guys in white astronaut suits, like sperm, <laughs> go floating They're in down a urethra, for sure, bro. That's what I took from that. That's right. And there's... Oh, the yeah. Colonel, I the, the colonel goes, I've been here before. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get to the room with the floating bats. They get to the room with the floating bats, and they're like, one of them goes, uh, you hear someone says, um, oh, we should bag it and take it on the ship. So I'm thinking, oh, cool, they're going to bag it. And then they're like installing uh, a deploying uh, specimen bag. And it's just a bunch of netting, like rope netting. I thought it was going to be like a, <laughs> a something more tech, like a large. At least like, it wasn't like a bag. ribbed condom or something. Yeah, exactly. I thought they're going to at least put them in something that was like sealable. I don't know. It was they put them in that rubber thing. That white, the, the anus, the door in the background is shaped like an anus. And it opens up and this is like this bright light that comes through I, it. I do say all of them. All them bats. There were a lot of bats there, and they were based. It looked like they were basically made out of cardboard, but yeah. it still looked great. It looked so good. It's right. Cardboard hung on wires. Like I was, I was digging it. It had like a, you get a the light that shines through their wings and stuff, and I think it looks real enough. And you can't make out exactly what they look like, and I think that kind of adds a little bit yeah. to you know the, the fearfulness of like, hey, what the. So I was actually really into like the design of the ship and how they're exploring, and they seem kind of odd by the whole thing. It did actually give me a little bit of alien flavor. Yeah. Uh, and it actually the 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 shuttle that they were on this the the I'm trying to say the Columbia. Uh, the, Churchill, 
um that was giving me a little bit of um 2001 vibes i know that a lot of people don't like that movie i i happen to love 2001 a space odyssey um and so some of the like uh, aesthetic there reminded me of that so like visually i was so interested in everything that was going on it was really fun i thought to watch the like the whole premise i think is so good i was like really find out like oh there's this gigantic object like i can't behind Haley's comet yeah yeah like the fact that it's like hidden inside of Haley's comet is intriguing and ominous and the the sheer size of this unidentified craft like the the concept of a spacecraft that's 150 miles long and two miles high is like inconceivable but that's what makes it so fascinating and like made me really want to it made me really invested in like what are they going to do and what's going to happen as a result of it and in fact um matt i think you mentioned earlier that there were maybe this is before we were recording but there was like an extra 20 minutes of film shot in space like not shot in space but that like takes place in space mm-hmm. and then that was but i actually wish that could have been included in the cut i would have liked to have seen more of them in their spacecraft in the churchill yeah. and also exploring this unidentified spacecraft like to me that was extremely fascinating and since i had never seen this movie before i thought this was going to be like an alien type movie i thought it was going to be set in space i was surprised when the space stuff was over pretty quickly and then the rest of it is kind of like bureaucratic stuff and you know government offices and research labs and stuff um which like i especially like like the chamber where they find the crystals like they're all set up there like a cluster of crystals or like honeycomb and it was huge huge kind of cavernous space which was really um appealing to to the eye for me and i'm not complaining about you know all the earth stuff it just was different from my expectations and yeah it I, went in a different direction than what yeah I anticipated. Fine. that's fine i didn't like want to I, tell you what to anticipate because that's part of the thing about this movie is like it, it does go all over the place so yeah i wouldn't have wanted you to tell me i'm glad you didn't yeah so I got some I got some questions about when they find the vampires, right? Later in the movie, she says she entered uh his mind and became the perfect woman, the perfect presentation of feminine that he had. Just yeah, in his mind. What the two dude vampires do? Because there's one alien or there's obviously one... well, there was a lady in this sh- yeah, there's a the lady ship. in there. So and like... one of those dudes is into dudes. He just yeah. didn't probably okay, tell that him. makes sense now. You, that all checks out. Them, them, them fellas were awful handsome, and I'm sad they didn't get they any were. more free time. <laughs> and I, I'll be honest, like I mentioned, I mentioned it later on in my notes because there's a moment that actually obscures their penis. But like they could have showed a little bit more Wang. Yeah. I mean, we got full yeah. front Matilda. We're not children. They yeah, should, they need. Oh, you got some trivia based on that. I have trivia. Why is it all fogged up? Why is it all <laughs> hot? Why is their penis so hot that it's fogging up the, the crystal? I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> They look like mint. They look like mint condition action figures too. When they were inside those little containers. Well, here's the thing: if she is his version of the most perfect woman, how fucking boring is this guy? Like, she doesn't have a unibrow. She doesn't have elf ears. Like, his imagination is just like, yes, I would like a normal woman from France, please. Like, dude, think outside the box. Like, (laughs) Total Recall, you get three titties. She could have had a fucking monkey tail. He does nothing nothing and i'm and i'm sad that he's in my military Matt, know, box thinking Minutel <laughs> could come in handy. well he, he could have been like a um you know um some sort of 
Uh, you ever seen Wicker Man, the original? Yeah, yeah. He could have been a relative of. That's true. Uh, he could be the, a, the, like a Puritan. Puritan. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, what, the guy from Wicker like, Man. Really weird, though. And she's just like an anime pillow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do they call those things? A um, body pillow, a lady what? pillow. Yeah, no. no. We need what do they call the show to answer that question? I don't. I don't have. I've never seen anime in my. Life. Oh no! Wait, hold on. I've seen heavy metal. That's anime, right? No, it's not. Okay, oh, it's so not anime, <laughs> back to life sports, so, though. Okay. So about male nudity at the time, um, like modesty or censorship laws or whatever, when it comes to movies, um, uh, dictated that full frontal female nudity was okay, but not. Not the like penis couldn't be shown, and so the two actors who played the the male aliens they were naked except they had to wear flesh colored socks over their penises just in case a shot. Oh, and there are moments supposedly I don't know the timestamps for these, but there are moments where you can actually see part. We of the need sock. this information, Jacqueline. Come on, I will rewatch it and I will find. Yes, come on. The socks. The watch it on like three times slower. I, I've never seen the movie Antichrist. Yes, we have. Yeah. So the the rules have changed. The rules yeah. have changed. But at that time, you couldn't show um, any penis. Or I guess if you could, it had to be like, then it would be an X rating. I don't know, Matt. Like, I I don't know. Carlson's driven to this woman. And I got to be honest. So am I in this moment. I don't I just... know. I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying if if she's if she's the ultimate the yeah. ultimate ideal of a sexual fantasy. You want a triple nipple, is what you're saying? You know, yeah. This, this, yeah. This, you know, this. He's a Sunday school boy, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they decide too that it's a great idea to load up three naked bodies in this dead bat and then take them on their ship. I've never found three naked there. bodies and didn't immediately. Want I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. At first, I was criticizing, but it's, it's not every day you find a gorgeous mint condition naked woman preserved in space. So, like, yeah, still in the box. Take her home. There's that one well, guy. Yeah. That goes, I'd say she's perfect. I've been in space for six months. I'd say she's perfect. Yeah, so the, the woman in the group shoots him like this side eye. Like, well, you fucking. Yeah, I know. They are immediately horny. And the yeah. lady, though, the lady astronaut has two. She's getting hit with yeah, the she double. Been horny. And she's still like, I'm good. That's <laughs> I've been around these assholes for six months. All men are assholes. I hate them. You know, like, she could have been getting some double P. That's true. She, yeah, she maybe. <laughs> Hey now. I'm just saying. Yeah. It would have been obscured, True. but she could have got it. Yep. I don't have any problems the way this movie was shot. I don't even have a problem with the um the effects of it. You know, I thought actually that the drained bodies, like the way they looked, looked really good. I mean, even the animation or the the, the animatronics of it yeah. looked They're a really dated, good. They, they look cool for this film. Like, they yeah, look, it's 86, though, or 85. Very reminiscent of uh, Return of the Living Dead, too, where like, yeah. they have a yeah. dead body, a woman strapped to a table in this as well. She's got like some big thing. bush, by the way, for a dead woman still. I guess the first stage, right? the so, 80s, man. Yeah, I dig it. But uh, yeah, both those puppets were amazing, and like that's the kind of stuff like you should you should you should put that in the warehouse and use it for every damn movie you possibly can and get your money's worth. That's how good they. Look. Yeah, so one of my favorite moments is actually when they're watching the I forget who it is, one of the guards or something in the cell who's been turned and he's having the like hunger pains because two hours have gone by and he hasn't mm -hmm. been and he like throws himself against the bars of the cell and just immediately does. I love I that. All over the... Yeah. I love, I love what a scientist. Like, 
But like, did all his blood turn into glitter? Did he just give three dudes a glitter facial out of nowhere? I don't understand. I mean, hey, that's what well, you do, right? Empire <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, if, I guess if you're in jail, it is time. So, <laughs> Matt, there was a funny moment too. In the Fuck you, though. Stephanie Meyer. I laughed at this moment. Maybe it's shit. just me being a perv. I don't know, Matt. Maybe maybe you'll understand what I'm getting at. But there's a moment where the uh, the Columbia ship is like went up into space to help the Churchill. Uh, which has gone dark and it's floating outside of Earth's atmosphere. And they say, "Come in, this is Columbia. Are we are we cleared to initiate docking procedure?" And then, the, "Go ahead, Columbia. You're looking good. Stand by for soft dock. Soft dock. Soft dock confirmed." I don't know. I let out a chuckle because if, if you know, you know what the joke is. Um, I don't really want to get into it at this moment, but it's a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. I, don't know. I laughed. Yeah, I was like, I think Matt might pick up on that. Jacqueline, I would have, probably have to explain it to. What do you guys think of the acting of this movie? Uh, it's up and down. I feel like it's script issues. I think there are good actors in this movie. I thought, that, yeah, I, I agree. It's more I agree. script That's, than anything. You nailed it. You nailed it. I thought the acting was good across the board. I thought the script was bad. Like, I, I mean, love Kane. Kind of... I don't, there's something about Kane. Yeah. He reminds me of, um, I wrote it down. He reminds me of that, like, um, Michael Moriarty uh, actor who's in, like, The Stuff and uh, Q, The Wings. Oh, yeah. He reminds me of, like, an yeah. English version of that guy. But he's in yeah. certain movies and, like, he's very intent. Like, whenever he's in a scene, he's like, what did this happen? Uh, like, I like, the inve- the, uh... and I like the investigation process of this film, too. There's a moment where, like, we're trying to piece together things with the scientists. I, I, it might seem boring to some people, but I actually kind of dug it. You talking about the curly-haired blonde guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like I, I feel like guys. the director kept pulling him to the side and was like, no, be more Dirty Harry. He's like, all right. And then he's like, no, 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 be more Dirty Harry. Like, <laughs> like he was just squinting and looking so mean the whole movie. I was picking up like a James Bond kind of vibe, too. Or a Michael But his Kane. British keep kept coming out. I got to be polite. Okay, I, I want a cup of tea? Okay, here you go. He had this <laughs> one cool thing where, like, he would just be like, I said it's okay. Like, like. We need to give him more medicine. Oh, you can't. Yeah, do yeah, that. make I'm it so. Fine. I'll take full responsibility. Yep, yep. Like yeah, yeah. Such a baller move. I do I'm that. Say, yes. like, do it all the time. Someone's like, I need to leave home. I need to go home early, and like, I have no authority to do this. And I'm like, Yeah, go ahead. Just tell him I said it's okay. Like, you, speaking you can of authority, anybody, you can tell. I anybody. have a question for you, being that, okay. being that you were in the you were in the navy, correct? Yes. All right. While searching. One of them finds uh, when they when they when the Columbia boards the Churchill for the first time, we see that Churchill has been bombed out, like firebombed. Nobody's aboard except for the specimen. And he finds them and he looks at Matilda May, which she's, you know, she's butt ass naked. I found something you ought to see in the tug bay, the tug bay, which I'm assuming is a reference to like a nautical term, Matt. I thought maybe you could speak on that, but I just thought it was funny. They keep their naked lady and guys in the tug bay. Uh, yeah, that 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 sounds like a shady part of like. <laughs> yeah, the tug bay. I was like, is that where they keep their tugboats, or like, what is that? What is the meaning behind this? The a tug space bay. A tugboat. I don't know. But yeah, uh, the scientists—they're baffled by everything. Basically, like the the, ca- the containers. Not <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Like crystal. What? I gotta go to the tug bay real quick. <laughs> All right, go. Go take. Go tug it out. Enjoy yourself. But yeah, they're just like. Yeah, I'm done. They don't have any any explanation for anything, really. They're like, oh, well, this isn't made of crystal. It's not made of organic metal. Like, we don't really know what anything is. Um, they, their next step is dissection, right? The guard watching over gets taken over by uh, Matilda May. I get it. You know, she's hot. And then there's, like, electric the, the, space uh, sex uh, blue magic that's in the air. 
which I guess the right, but when their their souls are being let's let's rewind a little bit there, Heidsberg. He he says it's like some sort of force field. And yeah, like, as if as if the the, the cases aren't huh? really there; they're being generated. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's like like energy or something. Yeah, so they're there. Yeah. You can touch them, but they're technically not really there. They're not taking space right. matter. Yeah, like they're not showing up on any of their equipment. Their radar, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. And I like that when she escapes, uh, Falada's like, don't worry, a naked girl could never get out of this complex. And it's like, yeah, you'd be fucking surprised. <laughs> so, so why is it that she's taken out of her force field and the other two dudes aren't and they well, have to bust out, out, right? Well, well yeah, they she said is. Two dudes. We should focus on the chick first, right? They, they, said, uh, they said they were talking about open how to open the things that don't exist. And hers opened. Hers opened on its own. Okay. Just oh, okay. as it did when we get the flashback of what happened with Carlson yeah. on the on the uh, Churchill. So, like, there, there are two things I remember the most from when I was young is why this movie stuck with me. Is that it's batshit crazy. It gets just crazy after a while. Uh, the, the men being sucked to death by her is just, like, I, that's always stuck with me. And then coming back to life. And, you know, and then just obviously we've spoken about it. Just naked Matilda May. I don't know. That's always just been an image in my mind as a young kid, like. I saw this movie probably when I shouldn't have. We've rented it from like American Video or something like that. So, um, yeah, she she I have to say is pretty indelible in the memory. Yeah, no, she's gorgeous. Oh my god! I mean, again, this is one of the ones that flew under the radar for me because I watched so many horror movies, but Life Force is and sci-fi, whatever. But like watching it now, I was like, eh. I, I like the way they explain it too. She's got the most intense feminine presence that you've ever experienced, as if like. Just beyond anything, beyond what your mother gave to you as a child, beyond what the love of your life could give you, like just further than that. Just you're you're like you're putty in her hands when you're around her. Which I, I'm curious, Jacqueline, how, how old was Matilda May when she made this? She 18. looked what? Eighteen, teenager. Damn. Oh my god, that kind of grossed me out. Just there's a couple bit. shots where she kind of looks like Haley Atwell. It, it hit me. It hit me. I was like, oh, well, that's Captain America's girlfriend. Oh, wait, that's impossible because this is 35 <laughs> years ago. But uh, yeah, uh, one of the acting choices that she made, like I had to like finagle in my head. It's uh, like she walks like a robot. Like, yeah, I didn't understand why. And then I realized, well, maybe it's because she's a giant ass bat creature in this little bitty girl body and she's trying to figure it out. But uh, like, yeah, she like does the T one hundred. I think it might be for blocking, like yeah. so that like she stays in frame and that they don't have to blur out like her vagina and certain motion. Like she's butt naked in like every scene, so it might just be a thing where like, all right, steadily go around this corner so that we keep the camera focused and we never actually see any spots that we have to try and edit out or something. The so, more yeah. I thought of, the more I thought about it, the more like like she was not in a lot of the movie. I mean, it was like like it was the most memorable because she's like naked through the movie, but you you don't see her a lot in the movie. I mean, it's mostly the plot and and the cops and the colonel and everybody doing everything else, but you really barely see her, except maybe at the beginning, and then you see her in the pod, and then a couple of times throughout the movie, and that was it. Yeah, I think she's only in it for about seven to ten minutes total. This is an hour and fifty minute movie. Yeah. It is. We focus on the scientists a lot in it. Mm-hmm. And the film takes a turn once Carlson gets back down to Earth. Yeah. That so seems to movie, be where the film sort of starts movie. adding the things that you guys like less, is when Carlson gets back down. 
Yeah, this movie like went on way too long for me. It is long. I mean, yeah. it, it just drags sometimes. I feel like if, this, if they had like cleaned up some of the convolutedness in the story and just kind of streamlined it a little bit and cut yeah. it down in minutes, I think this could have been like an A plus movie. I, I really think do about that. Fails a little bit. Like there's moments I so I like I like when Carlson lands and like there's another player on the field and like oh we finally know what happened to him and I like when there's like that that joint debrief moment where he's debriefing them on like no this is what happened on the Churchill but like you're right there's like editing moments where we could have just edited certain things out but we could have lessened certain scenes where we just don't need to focus on you know twenty we don't I, honestly I don't know that we needed twenty minutes of them floating around in the fucking anus walls or anything like that but. If interesting stuff happened there, that would have been good. So I think that probably was better off that they did cut that. But, uh, you know, like we said, there's just a lot like we as soon as we focus in on one scene and get situated, we're moving on somewhere else again in the movie. And well, let me ask. Yeah. Hydraberg, real quick. Let me ask you this. If we would have yeah. cut out the scene with the nurse, you know, again, you know, I think Jacqueline and I were on agreement of I thought she was a freaking patient of this place. Not a nurse. I mean, if they would have cut that out, it, did that really add anything to the movie? It just seems odd. Like, like, where would have... It just doesn't make sense. To, like, where would have Matilda's character have met her, taken over her body? And then exactly. What, and then, like, I mean, it, it could have very like easily... Well, how did she get to Patrick Stewart's character? Well, because they work there. That, he works at that uh, that uh, clinic. The no, clinic. I get that. But how, how did... Matilda May or the space girl. At one point, she, at one point she vacated. Yeah, Ellen's body. She took his body. But then it, it seemed like maybe she left an imprint of the of the other inmate with the oh, mark on his face, like in her mind, so that like that way, what's his name would see that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it gets a little. It, it gets very convoluted. Honestly, it's people. very convoluted. I mean, this whole plot is convoluted of like how she transfers bodies and like who she's going into. You know, I mean, even the colonel. Uh, laying in bed is like, oh uh, yeah, she went to this woman and he's with a guy or she's with a guy, and then all of a sudden she's at a mental institution. It's like, but what happened to the other guy? Yeah, and then she's visiting him in the dreams too, which I do like the dream sequence of like her I, coming in like a bat. Yeah, that was she. She looks like she's wearing like the vampire costume that every kid wears for Halloween. Yes, I, mean, I am so into it. And then <laughs> the dream he comes. It's weird. Like, I, goth girls like ultimate sex fantasy like that was hot <laughs> yeah i thought it was cool yeah. the lighting like there's it's dark but there's flashing lights and she's right in the background and then she takes it off and she's on top of it. oh my god damn yeah and then she like <laughs> transfers some of her stuff to him too like they're connected it's just like a weird connection and then it doesn't make sense later Wait. on in the very end when there's like you were one of us the whole time like what does that mean what does that mean? So wait, but did they fuck in the spaceship? I felt like that was implied. I think they what? fucked in the spaceship. Okay. I think she takes me as the kind of person who can just fuck you without touching you. Like she just fucks your mind, and that's it. You're fu- you you guys fucked. Like that's actually a great point because I it, that's the thing I was trying to figure out is like like okay, so he's the only one that survives. How much time has gone by since they've taken these little capsules to their to their ship? Yeah, and she and survived. Why her, is I mean, everybody else dead, but he's not? She was able to absorb people without even touching them in the, in the, in the ship. Like, basically, just from being within their right. their reach, she right. was able but they to... Should, they, they also showed that. The draining. And she is, yeah. like, the leader of the of the of this uh, like sect of vampires, it seems. Because, like, 
she has an ability that the other ones don't necessarily have. She has the pussy power, right? And the other guys, they... <laughs> but I don't know what it is. But no, like, so like they explain it on, which is weird. It's like the one guy can funnel the energy, the yeah. souls through him and then and channel it into her where she spikes it up to like the ship or whatever. I, I don't know. I took it like the two mills were like cell phones, but she's like okay. a cell phone tower. You gotcha. And actually send it up yeah. to up to the ship in space. Okay. Hydrobrush. Well, that's why she was laying there and like those lights and everything else was going yeah. up, right? Huh? And apparently human souls are blue, but vampire souls are red, so it's color coded. Is like that what it was? Yeah, I think so. I guess because I guess so his soul because his soul was taken in the end too because he kills them. I don't even take it that like he died or they die. They just go back into the ship almost like I don't know that they're dead because I was waiting for like the red energy. Like, oh, no, red energy is going to blow up the ship, but it doesn't. So that means he off. actually was a vampire. Well, Haley's comment will be back in 2061 so we can find Why out. Why is he a vampire? Like what? So they've visited before. Is is it implying that like their gen- their DNA is in us because they have visited before? Even well, though I, like I took if they're vampires, generally in vampire lore, vampires can make other vampires. And I just assumed that on the ship, she made him a vampire and he just hadn't finished the process yet. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Took it, but like of, of all the all the data dumps, they don't really go into that part of it. Yeah. But did you feel that the any of the other victims became vampires? They just needed to feed. They weren't necessarily vampires because she didn't need to feed. The two other guys didn't need to feed. That's true. It's just a so they 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 treated the vampirism like a virus. <clears throat> it was like a plague for us when it's used right. again. Uh, okay, so that makes sense. Of that making, isn't actually of them. So it's making them zombies, not necessarily vampires. It was like you know, brain. Yeah, they're zombies, you know? but they need to feed with like the urgency of of a vampire. It's weird. It is odd. Yeah. The, the the two hour time limit got me because I'm like. That's so it's so short that like I I don't believe he drove out to the military base, talked to a bunch of people and drove back in less than two hours. Like people should have already been. But it's so meta because that's how long the movie is. It's (laughs) (laughs) Boom, bong, 10 out of 10. Go Jacqueline. (laughs) Jacqueline's got one. Go ahead, Jacqueline. like uh meta voodoo there yeah she was like oh my god you just blew my mind well, i have i have a question were the zombies like rapey zombies because like i kept seeing people throw other people down on the ground and this is a very sexual movie but the idea of rapey zombies really bothers me and i hope y'all <laughs> i hope that's not true and i hope y'all didn't see that that's upsetting i didn't think of it that way i just started no hard. i, I guess it. i didn't see that <laughs> Like while they're taking your life force, do they have to like dry hump your leg the whole time? They take your no. life force, but it's through their wiener. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it felt like. You. you know what it felt like to me. I, uh, not spoiling anything. Like the, the end. Well, yeah, the ship did the end of Day of the Dead, like the original from nineteen. I think same year eighty six, eighty five. I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, shit. like, like, yeah, everything goes to shit. But I mean, they were like the same way, where it was just like. You know, we're just yeah. trying to manipulate everybody. And it's what it felt like to me. I would like to speak on one of the uh, one of the scenes that really grabbed me the most when I first saw this. I, well, when I first saw it as an adult, was just oh. <laughs> it was it was the Patrick you grabbed Stewart yourself kiss. when you first saw it. The okay. Patrick Stewart kiss. I thought it was like fucking like I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? To see actors, do, 
So I was like, fucking kudos to them for like pulling off this scene that could have seemed like weird or odd or and Hydrobird. I thought about that too. This is a very progressive movie. Yeah, it's, I thought it works for the scene. Yeah, it, it was like because they flip back and forth between Patrick Stewart and her name yeah. is Matilda May. He's seeing mm-hmm. Matilda insider, but he's really talking to Patrick Stewart's body. Yeah, but they keep flipping back and forth. Yeah. I mean, as far as like the way that that the scene was shot, him, and I was just like, yeah. oh shit! Like I didn't anticipate that from a movie from 80, 85 or whatever. So I was like, yeah. I was impressed the first time. Like it registered with me as an you know a young adult or whatever. Yeah. Then um, there's all like that gay magic that comes out of him right after, and it's like a swirling <laughs> around the room and stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just hey, it's raining, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, that's what uh, and then so what do you think about the helicopter scene though? Like it's crazy, but when they they have the bodies of Percy and because uh, Percy at that point with during the kiss scene, like in the psychiatric ward, like um, what's his name? Um, fucking Carlson is like he's losing. He's being coming unhinged more and more as he goes mm-hmm. along with this. Like uh, his connection to Matilda, he's not really telling everybody exactly what it feels like. Um. And then even like Percy looks like he's going mad. His eyes are like huge and watery all the time. That actor just in general just always looks like. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And that guy dies. So they take his body on the helicopter. They take Patrick Stewart's body on the helicopter because he's just like out of it. And then all of a sudden, when they're on the phone with uh, Falada and Falada's like, oh, it turns out like the the male guys, one of the male guys got out like. He wasn't dead. He, he was able to get into one of the guards' bodies first. Whatever. Um, <laughs> as he's telling them that, all of a sudden, like their blood just starts getting drained out of their faces, and it's such a weird scene. And it's just like enough blood to like form a physical form of Matilda, Matilda's character, uh, Space Girl. I hate calling her just the Space Girl. There's no. That's that's what she I was. I know. I I appreciate that. You get, we can we can call her Matilda. Yeah. Uh, and fucking she's like a physical form where she's like forms out of blood, which I thought was interesting. It looks a little cheesy, but it's cool, too. It's like, I don't know. It's just interesting. It doesn't go anywhere. It's sort of just like a message to a Carson, I guess. I don't know. And then she just like disintegrates back into a pool of blood. But I just always remember that scene just being like, oh, shit, because you just weren't anticipating that. And you thought those other characters, well, maybe Patrick Stewart will pull through. But no. Where did the where did the sword come from again? I forgot. Uh, it was next to the Necronomicon. <laughs> I don't think they say. I think the death doctor just has a spare sword like in his office. So that's, that's the thing. I, I don't thought. think it's the sword. I don't think the sword itself has like a magical property. It just Yes, it does. Be, because you see, so it's not you like see him kill the bat. It just literally happens to be made out of the proper materials that it takes to kill one of these things. Well, and he specified you you don't pierce the van- the creature through the heart. You have the to energy source, yeah. Below, yeah. below the heart, which is where the energy center where is, the which aura comes from. Oh, I don't know, but he which is it. where the, the the where in Donnie Darko, where the tubes of light came from. Yeah. So, but you know, John, you're right. It's very convenient that he took yeah. me. He's like he's so he's so I don't know. He's like a he's a professor, and he's he's so smart that he's into antiques and stuff like that. And he just happened to get like a package that day <laughs> from that Matt boxing, yeah. From Matt, yeah, Matt was like, "You're going up against a space vampire. You're gonna need this." Love oh, Matt. That that sword's not great, but it's not horrible. Uh, the, the 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 blade's a little short. The handle's a little long. The handle's huge, like yeah. thick. <laughs> uh, uh, the this one looked weighted properly. Medium hand protection on it. Uh, but like it wouldn't be my first choice, but it, it's wieldable. It reminded me for a moment of the dagger you're supposed to kill Damien with. 
I don't see how he with that handle. I don't see how he stabs her in the back and him in the back. Like I don't see how he physically because they were bumping ugly. That's fine. Yeah, too long. But um, what that I wanted to point out that I thought was really effective is when they go to the prime minister because they want to get his help and like some kind of sense of organization and they go to the prime minister's office and they're like it's urgent and the secretary's like i'm sure he'll be with you in a moment her and name then- is mrs harrison and you show some respect to that lady because she oh. is all about it She's <laughs> like, yes mr prime minister and i'm so glad they picked the middle-aged lady for that role and like she's like got her make she looked good and like i'm just so glad they didn't get like some little like 20 year old something girl yeah no i have no problem with her but i love this the moment where she's like you know he'll be with you in a moment and he comes out and he seems like something is wrong like he's sweating and seems like not quite like he seems a little out of breath and like not quite focused and you're like oh is he panicked about the situation is he sick what's going and he's like uh miss what's her name miss harrison yeah uh uh, Miss Harrison, come to me, please. I need to speak with you. And so she steps into his office, and the, but the door doesn't close. And they kind of watch as she follows him, and they go behind the screen. He's like, please, just step over here. Seems agitated. And then he just, like, sucks her life force. And you're like, oh, shit, he's one of them. And I thought it was executed so well, like, just the timing and the way they're, like, kind of behind a screen thing that you see their silhouettes. But also because it represents that moment that I love in movies when, like, you're pinning some hopes on a particular character to yeah, help. Yeah, it's gone. To help, yeah, to help, like, sort out a situation or to, like, save someone. And then you find out that they're, like, not going to be helpful to you at all. Like for invasion whatever. of the body snatchers. Yeah. Or, like, even Rosemary's Baby when, yeah, okay. I don't know how familiar you guys are with that movie, but mm-hmm. when at the end she's, like, pinning all her hopes on this one guy to get her out. And then, you know, it, I won't yeah. spoil but it, it doesn't work out. So. Uh, yeah. I, so it shows uh, that scene shows very, very quickly. Just like that. Like, yeah, it, the, this virus has gotten further and fur- further than they thought. You know what I mean? And it's reached the yeah. prime minister by now. It's just like it's a lot. Like to, be trusted. to me, it's a loss of hope. And, I, and it's, it's weird. So like, just seeing hope. people in power with this was like, they weren't turned into. So it's like some of these people could function. Let's say if it wasn't like every two hours. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's the virus is meant to like just sap everybody enough so that they can just take all the souls to their ship and then leave, or you know, populate our planet. Who knows? But um, it's to see like a higher up like him trying to focus still and like, oh, I'll be right with you. I just need to suck the soul out of my fucking <laughs> secretary real quick, and then I can totally handle whatever business it is that you have with me. Like, I just thought it's interesting to see that side of. But yeah, you're right. That's like what they basically like. All hope is lost at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that was the greatest authority we could appeal to, and that's gone. So, uh, I just realized I, I, I read that scene the wrong way. I was thinking like, as you became sick, because this is a very sexual movie, like the zombies were becoming horny. So it, it wasn't just him sucking her life, but like they were, like Boning. they were, it was like, it's yeah, well, like, like they were both infected, and they, so yeah, and then the old thunder kiss comes. I took it like she wasn't anything. She was just following. Yeah, yeah. She was I, just now like, that y'all say it. Yeah, yeah. she was just like, oh, my I boss wants to talk right. to me in, in, in private. I'll, I'll go check it out, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. She wasn't anticipating getting, you know, thunder kissed. But yeah. If you want a blatantly horny movie, check out Chillerama from 2010 on Tubi. Holy shit. I have to say, watching this movie did kind of put me in the mood for other horny horror movies. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe I'll there is a whole subgenre of that. <laughs> what? There is. Yeah, there is. Yeah. We should do a whole month. We'll just call it like boner month. Do it in February for Valentine's Day. There yeah, you go. Horny horror movies. I like that. So we could do that. Pun intended, I do like how batshit crazy like the ending gets. I know it doesn't make as much sense, but just like all the fucking souls being like directed up into the spaceship and like London just being, you know, London's going to be bombed by nukes in two hours. If they two hours, just seems to be like the the mark of any time frame here. It's like, well, we'll give it two hours, two hours of this, two hours for this, two hours. If the city doesn't clean up, we'll nuke it like but I think I think that's almost a trope for any horror movie. though. Yeah. How long is that recipe going to take? About two hours. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> but the, yeah, money pit. the money pit you remember that movie with tom hanks yeah good movie shelly long oh yeah, yeah. and every Great time movie. the construction goes on for like eight months and they're like how much longer is this gonna take and they're like two weeks but i do think <laughs> I, I do like the practicality of like the insane amount of bodies that are on the streets and the how quickly the apocalypse like is upon us i thought it was just interesting we find out that uh faliday and uh um was it uh, bukowski the other doctor, he they're not well. Bakasi died apparently. We don't see it's off screen, and uh, Falad is infected. But I do like his death, I like the way he when Kane grabs the blade from him, like he he doesn't become like the villain, but he looks like he could have been. But he like succumbs to the virus or whatever, and just like his soul gets ripped out of his back towards out the window. The way he falls over, it looks like it shoots out his ass. It's, yeah, it's, it does. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> he had too much Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> and of course she's in the cathedral so that's where everything leads towards and the streets are just like insane with zombies and Kane's just running around so maybe that's why they made it the two hour feeding window because that way they could rack up bodies fast you know yeah. a 12 hour window they're gonna it's like more it's easier for them to be fed yeah, and no, it's not manageable there's no way you get infected with this thing and learn like a, a healthy lifestyle with it like you're gonna you're gonna turn into dust you're not going to have to sleep. Yeah. Right. And we rationalize it or we can rationalize this all we want. But I mean, the fact is, is that, you know, they said vampires at the beginning of the movie and now we have zombies at the end of the movie. And you're like, uh, dude, come on. What are we doing here? They're like the like, so like there's tears to the infection and they're the lowest tier. You know what I mean? But I, I do find that I, interesting that they break it down that way. But they yeah, no, I get it, John. Like they never actually break it down for you and tell you that you know what i mean so all of a sudden no. there's zombies floating around i actually and that's exactly what they were though right i mean a, a guy gets sure. his arm ripped off and it's still moving around i mean it's like it's a trope of a zombie movie you cut off a arm or a leg or whatever and it's still kind of wiggling yeah it around. had that return mm-hmm. of the living dead part three like <laughs> yeah. But, yeah yeah uh and so kane stabs the male vampire the last one protecting the girl and he's so he's funneling the energy into her and he turns into like the true form and dies, which I thought was pretty cool to see him on the that stack. looked great. He finally talks too. Yeah, it, it it looked really cool for like the whole five seconds you saw him. I thought that was a great effect. I actually think we should have focused more on these villains and like give the male because you get one of the male characters finally speaks and his voice sounds cool and he's like intimidating and I'm like, well, fuck, where was that the whole film? And they were just like playing background second fiddle to you know. What's her well, name? Well, and Heidelberg, they actually, yeah, Heidelberg, they brought it up at the beginning of the film of of these bats just like kind kind of suspended in space. Mm-hmm. You know, they break off one of the fingers, like like all the you know the guts or whatever was yeah, drained out of them from down. space, and it was cool. And if they would have brought it back maybe one more time of like seeing 
one of them flying around or something like that, that, that would have been great. Yeah. I do kind of like Kane just running through the city, like trying to get to the cathedral. I know it's like, unrealistic, <laughs> but I just love, I like Kane's character in this movie. I, so do I, but, but there was also like one of those scenes where it was like a repeat scene where he's running in front of the same buildings. Oh, really? Like running towards the uh, cathedral, but it was like the same buildings. I mean, a little different setting, but it was like, you know, Frank's market, Frank's pharmacy, and then he ran through it again. Matt, you look like you had something to say. Yeah, there was one scene where, like, he's watching the zombies run towards him, and he lets them get, like, five feet away before he turns around and starts running. And I'm like, no, man, you you waited way too long. <laughs> like, like if, if, if you have cardio like I have cardio, you're dead. All right, you should have started, because mm-hmm. you're going to need, like, two breaks before you make it to the cathedral. Yeah. True. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically the end is what Kane shows up at the cathedral. He throws a dagger to Carlson, who's in like the most crazy ass makeout session ever. Naked, they're naked. both naked. So they're both I, naked, standing up. I have mm-hmm. to say that actor who plays Carlson is like the worst kisser I've ever seen on any film ever. All right, he literally just rubs his lips all over that poor little girl like it's a damn snowplow. And I I feel horrible for her, and I felt weird watching it. Well, one's got to wonder, like, so we mentioned she was only eighteen at the time, right? So is he fake yeah. kissing her worse because he's nervous about even kissing an eighteen-year-old young girl? You I know what like I mean? Rather doing, than looking like he's, they super might have just it. like rubbed pixie sticks all over her face, and he's just I don't like, know. yeah, this you're right. Delicious. They're all doing this like weird. It, yeah. it felt overly. <laughs> Matt, I'm with you, man. I I thought it was overly aggressive the way he was kissing her. It just felt gross and like like. Oh, question is it, I'm like, is this actor on cocaine? Like, but have, have yes, you ever actually filled somebody with your soul from kissing because you actually have to get in there if you're gonna do it. You know what I mean? I don't know about you guys, but you know, when you do it, you gotta really get in there. See, I go through the ears. I got a whole different technique. I go through yeah, the yeah, ears. Okay. Anyway, but you're right. There is it's it's very awkward looking. Um, it must have been an awkward scene just well, to it just film didn't, in general. It didn't project the kind of deep love and passion that I think they wanted them to project. I think that's the big, it like it, it, it changed the tone of what they're trying to tell the audience for me. And I don't know how the director was like, yeah, that's good. Keep going. Like, I don't see how he made that decision. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think he wanted to tell them to do it over again. That's what was there saying. was like zero chemistry between them, by the way. Well, they can't speak the uh, same language. So, you know, like that's, a yeah. Problem. Yeah. Well, we get it now because she was super young. So, oh my god, I thought she was like in her mid twenties. I think no. she was the <laughs> she only was she was the only actress they they could find that was willing to was do willing nudity. to do that much nudity. So, like, they were just kind of stuck with this person who couldn't speak English. I kind of took it that this is based on a book that maybe the. Yeah, so this book's called The Space Vampires. Yeah. And I looked for it real hard, and I couldn't find I couldn't find it on audio anywhere. Yeah. And I took it that maybe there is like it's written that way. How she's like kind of nude the entire time in the book. I could see possibly a book, you know, writing a character that way. And maybe they just were like, "Well, fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna do as close to the book as possible in the movie." Or maybe they it was one of those eighty moments in horror where they were just like more nudity sells. Yeah. Well, I do know that the author of the book was pretty upset about this adaptation. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know specifically what he objected to, but he did highlight the nudity as a positive. Oh. Um, like, well, he like complained about... Maybe the there nudity. was more nudity in his book and he was pissed that they didn't have reached that. No, he said what he said. What, I don't know what he complained about it with the movie. more schlong. 
at least there's lots of full frontal nudity. So I guess he approved of that. Well, isn't this, isn't Canon Films like one of those movie companies that has like the formula, like we need a head to explode. We need at least five minutes of areola, like all that shit. The Corman, the Corman way of movies. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they're, they're from that era. Canon did um, uh, Robocop, I believe. They did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, right? And uh, something about Mars, which one, which one I'm trying to say Mars attacks, but that's not right. No, no, no. An older one. The, yeah, the other one. Ah, uh, Invaders from Mars. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Spores of Horror cover those. Cover mm-hmm. that. But yeah, no, uh, you know, that's the end. That's Life Force, Haley's Comet. I like that. It's a, it's an interesting ending to me that, like, I don't know whether they die or not, or they just get absorbed back into the ship, because the ship doesn't blow up. They don't stop everything from happening. It's like, they stop prematurely, like, the overtaking of all of Earth, but the ship still takes off. There were yeah. entities now in some of those crystals. Yep. And I take it that there's like some of those crystals will be fed upon, you know, like this race will like, that's why we only had the three at the end and the rest were dead because they had to feed on them at some point and only the best survived. Right. And then at some point they were able to go dormant enough to, till they met, you know, another, I mean, it seems you're traveling with this comet. It seems a little, I don't know, maybe you should break off from that. That time frame. Well, the, the, the only thing I got was the plan didn't work. Uh, they got sent back to their ship and they left. They But they go retreated. back into the comet's trail as the comet's taking off again. So I, I get that. They, but I they're mean, going back but, into but, the rotation of what it is that they, they do. Yeah. They're, um, they're not yeah, done. They're not banished forever, which I do kind of like that ending. I like that. Like it was just interesting. You get Kane. He's sort of just looking longingly into the sky and then fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, Carlson. Just fucking flies up in there, like each. yeah. So it, it's a little ambiguous, but yeah, I mean. it's weird. This is a weird movie. Honestly, by that point, I just like gave up trying to figure anything out. Like, <laughs> I'm I, I do have a serious question. I was curious about with this film because it's been a while since I saw it and seeing it under a, a different lens nowadays. Did any of you guys get like a sense of misogyny from the film? Um, like it's writing or like it's a very horny film. And but like I do feel like it kind of empowered the female villain in a sense. But when we look at the way the film is made, I mean, I don't know if that actress had much, you know, agency on what she was doing. Um, you know, she didn't speak English, so they didn't use a ton of her lines. They mainly just used like you know her image and her body. But I thought, well, she, in all, I still thought all, she was great. Ser- yeah, in all seriousness, I I don't I didn't really sense any misogyny until the end. There's a you little know, questionable it, dialogue. It, too. That scene where he starts well, smacking that nurse around was rough for me. Yeah, that was that was he's weird like, like, to me. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, when I wrote true. that question. I'm like, this is interesting to me. Like, I wonder how like women yeah, take this. True. Or like, um, or some of the other dudes, like, I think I'll sit down and watch you the shit out of her. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he did. Well, how about her? How about her fearless out. leader, Jacqueline? What do you it think? It was like he was had to her kinks in order to get information out of her. Like, she wasn't gonna fucking release it otherwise. Yeah, Jacqueline, what do you think? Yeah. Um. So, I I don't know if I want to go so far as to call it misogynistic, but I think there are some like uh questionable uh choices made that could be explored here. Like, I too am very uncomfortable with the scene where he smacks that woman around, just like really for no reason it's at like all. His go-to. Not that is a reason, but like I mean, it was just like kind of shocking and seemed like out of place. It's just I I I was uncomfortable with that scene, and then with um not Carlson McCain saying, Oh no, I'm a voyeur. I'll watch. Like, 
it's thickening like that's that's the that's that's what gives you a thrill watching some guy like smack a woman around that's fucked up and then also i think there's something to be explored here with the fact that you know somebody mentioned it earlier that he says like it was the most intensely feminine energy i'd ever experienced something like that and it's like it's it's sublime right like it's intensely alluring but also intensely like like over he's like it's like frightening as well like it's it's, it, it, it seems it's like awesome. that would be personal too like because like, one person's idea of feminine is not another person's idea of feminine. right so who knows mm-hmm. what the fuck he's really feeling because i don't know how he was raised or- right and so i feel like there is something to explore here perhaps about like the fear of the feminine and like um men's discomfort with women's power mm-hmm. uh, there, there's something that could be tapped there to be honest i didn't spend like a lot of time thinking about that but uh, I. I do think that's there i just to be honest with you i didn't like i stopped kind of like i don't know i i kind of like uh mentally let go of this movie about this movie so. is but this that's what this movie is it's it's a yeah. ride you kind of get on and you just take the ride from beginning right but I, but I, so it might be interesting to read the book and see how that theme plays out in writing because, you know, when you're reading a book, it's easier to kind of stop and ponder some of these questions and to observe things mm-hmm. that you're seeing. You can't really, you know, I mean, you can pause a movie, but it kind of breaks up the flow. Like, you know, it's it's easier to ponder some of these questions when they're in writing. It's easier for an author to like elaborate on them and explore them. So. Um, I'd be curious to read the book and see if that theme is present, and if so what might the author have originally been trying to say about that? But I, I do think there's something there. Well, we, we could say Hollywood's misogynistic because they're not allowing uh, to show full male nudity, but well, yeah, nudity, vision of what it's was okay fine. Then. It's, it's fine. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Could y'all I mean, imagine living it's in It's supposed to be like... Sorry, what? I was like, I was, just, I was just thinking, like, could you imagine where you live in a society where they could, the uh, government could telepathically tell what your kinks are and use that against you? Oh, <laughs> fuck. Um, Matt's a masochist. He's an extreme masochist. It's like, I'm not, though. And they're like, get, go get the butt plug. You're like, don't go get it. Don't go get it. You're like, it would be a horrible day, but also I, I would probably end up talking. Hey, government, don't, don't tell um, Idris Alba and Jeff Goldblum about Jacqueline. Idris okay, Goldblum. He's a, it's a thing now. One Idris man. Goldblum. They, they, yeah, they jumped into the machine and they got combined. Idris what Goldblum. thing about OP? What? What? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that I, I just, that was one question that kind of popped in my head, whether how misogynistic someone might take this film. Because there's moments I, of dialogue that are odd or like things, but it's also... I don't know. I think that's part of I think the the female is like a villain and she's empowered. She has most of the power. Like the role is a little bit reversed with her and Carlson where like he's kind of at her her whim. Like he'll he'll do basically that's the fear is that like he might do whatever to please her because at any moment he could switch. You know, he doesn't he's that battles in his head. He's just not no, people aren't aware of it. But Hydraberg, uh, I also I, I agree with you. To a certain extent, but I think this this era of movies were all like this, you know, regardless yeah. if it was the female antagonist or pro- yeah, protagonist. Sells, it was, so. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was. It, well, it's a I great question, but I, I mean, know, it's I, think, just, I think her nudity sort of helps. It's like it disarms people. Well, it's when she's in it, too. But it's weird. Is, I, I get what you're saying. First of all, I appreciate the question very much. But what you're saying about like, oh, like, you know, the, it's a female villain. She's very powerful. Uh, 
like I hesitate to want to like count that as a plus because first of all this is not a human woman this is an alien and she like she she herself I don't think of as having any gender um she has assumed the body of like a human female because that is like the epitome of this one character this one male character's fantasy and so I don't really think of it as like feminine power it's like well that's that's true but the, the the power that she holds over these men is a feminine, uh, like the way they describe it, at least. Uh, yeah. but Jacqueline, you, could, Jacqueline you could also you could also say that she manipulate manipulates with sex, right? I mean it, that that's misogynistic within itself, right? Well, yeah, I mean you could definitely view it that way. I think um, I think that's like uh, an accusation that is flung at women a lot. Uh, yeah. When they don't- when men don't like women who are being independent it's like well you tricked me or you manipulated me or like you were wearing that and so it was basically an invitation it's like there's all kinds of uh blame that women get for being sexual for the misdeeds of men but it's Uh, very blatant because she's naked through the whole movie i mean that's isn't that what they're saying yeah, it, it, it's not it's not about what she's wearing. She's saying, I love you. I, you know, she's she's manipulating this guy through sexuality. Yeah, I mean, they, even before they see her like naked, they, she's already has like a grip on their mind, just like mm-hmm. telepathically, too. So mm-hmm. and then makes them feel this ultimate feeling as well as seeing her like this beautiful woman in front of them. So I don't right. know. And, and to me, this movie can never be made to, you, you know, know, you know, it's just like. Okay, if if she's in this vulnerable position, you know they're not going to do what they did back in eighty five. Well, we do have movies like Under the Skin and stuff like that. That there there are things that like are similar, but but, but she yeah, it, yeah no. I'm, it's I, more I'm complex. I'm kind of glad that, that we live in a society that couldn't. Same with me. This. I mean, I think this film at... still hits. Like it's good that we have this film to go back on this time frame, and you can sure. still enjoy this as well as things that are more progressive. Um, I don't think you need to shut this out just because, you know, other films have come up further, you know, further as far as like women's rights and stuff like that. But I I just wondered how like how a woman would take some of this stuff from this film and how it's like seen. Could it be seen as misogyny uh, in the writing or some of those issues? Could they be? I don't know. I'm sure there's a case there, obviously. I mean, it's a naked woman on camera. Majority of the time she's always naked. So we're obviously like focused on that. Um, she's young. So. She was the actress who didn't speak English. So the who knows, like, you know, what type of deal she made to be in the movie where maybe she's not as comfortable with it nowadays as an adult woman. But I think the movie is awesome. And I think her being nude is part of it. Like, obviously, I don't never I never take it as like, oh, it's so gratuitous. But there's a there's moments where it straddles that line for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I just think it's part of what her character is, though. Like, she's this sensual creature who preys on, you know, men's wants and needs. Uh, I would have liked to see more interaction with the, with a woman, her and like a woman and see what she had, the kind of sway she had over a woman. That would have been interesting to me for the, for the, the plot. But I get all your complaints too, guys. I get it. It's a little bit of a soup, you know, yeah. some are hardier than others. <laughs> well, are you guys ready to give your individual rating? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hyderberg is your movie. You go first. Uh, so for me, pros, I, I do love the insane nature of this film and how it escalates through like several subgenres. I, I enjoy the wild ride that it takes us on. And I kind of love it for that. I know that's like part of its flaw, too. 
it's it's a it's a double edged sword, if you will, right, Matt? Yes. Um, but uh-huh. it's got some great gore and effects. I think. I think the music's super fun, and I think Matilda May entirely nude for a large portion of the film. Hello, yes, please. Uh, she's breathtaking in this. I'm sorry, I'm just attracted to dark haired women. I don't know what to tell you. I just I, and I like how evil yet beautiful she is, even though like we never really get into like there's no emotion from her as an actress. And I don't know if that's on purpose because she's an alien or because she just wasn't capable of that at the time. So they focus on what she was good at, which was being nude, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, for sure. Give it a ding, though, for that, because it lends to like, I don't know. She's like a devastating creature. But at the same time, there could have been more to her character. Um, there could have been more dialogue between her and Carlson, maybe even if it was internal through their telepathic uh, link or whatever. I would have enjoyed that um, just to find out more of what what she's up to and what drives her. Um, I do enjoy the horror hodgepodge of it all. I think there's many things going on and space vampires, zombies, creatures, the apocalypse, naked ladies and science. I think they all work for the most part for me, but I get like it is a muddled little mess at certain parts of the movie. Um, and there are moments where it could have been edited better or, but I still, I still dig it, man. For some reason, there's something about this film. I just kind of like the escalation. I think it's one of Hooper's best films, in my opinion, as far as like budget wise, like this is his, one of his bigger budget films, I think ever, um, as a director. And I just think he went for it and like, yeah, maybe everything doesn't land, but for the most part, I still think it's a, I still think it's a gem, um, that most people aren't used to. And I would recommend it to people if they haven't heard of it or never seen it yet. I would definitely give, you know, tell you to just check it out, you know, and uh, you know, some caveats. There's issues if you're, if you're triggered by certain things. But overall, I think it's a fun, zany watch. It's got issues, though, with pacing and length, like we mentioned. There's a couple of spots that can just get a little boring, I'll be honest. And I know that's like a huge red flag, Jacqueline, right? Like anything gets boring. I get yeah. it. That's one of the worst sins a movie can make. And I totally understand. Um, I, I may, maybe maybe cutting the length and e- editing a little bit would have like cleaned this film up a little bit, made it a little snappier. Uh, there are moments that just drag, but I do like the characters in those moments too. So it's, I'm conflicted. Uh, there's mostly some decent acting though. Uh, some of it's rough in spots, but like I said, I think it's just stiff writing overall over stiff acting. I think the actors did what they could with the the dialogue. I think there were just moments where it just wasn't paced properly. And the special effects haven't really aged well and by that i mean like the shuttle look and like stuff like that like the shuttles animated clearly in most of the scenes i don't mean the practical effects those look cool and they're dated too but they still hold up as a like a cool bad animation just always looks like bad animation bad practical effects or like dated practical effects still look kind of cool and you can see the progression of how we got there and so I, i i still dig that the story overall I don't know. The places that it goes, unfortunately, just like it jumps around a lot and it tackles a lot of stuff. And it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't there's not a level of cohesion that you want from a story like this. It's trying too many things at once. And you wish it would just like hunker down in one spot. Deal with this. And never mind the nurse and how I don't know how much she likes to get spanked. Like, we don't need to know that. But um, it's a horny film. It's very horny. Really horny. (laughs) It's really horny. Uh, well, with that said, I don't, I don't know. I still enjoy this film, man. I'm going to give Toby Hooper's Life Force from 1985. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 horny space vampires. <laughs> okay. 7.5 out of 10 horny space vampires. Got it. All right. We so get that- flagged if we were on YouTube by, because of Hydraberg's uh, background. See that? Oh, yeah. 
yeah. He's got a, a like some poster art with the nude figure of Matilda May as his background. So, which I we're not on YouTube. <laughs> honestly, it's been a little hard for me to like um, look in the right spots during the recording tonight. Uh, Matthew, Sir Matthew, our esteemed guest, would you like to give your rating next? That kind of rhymed. Sure. Hyderberg uh, uh, kind of kind of said every. He, we're very on similar lines with this. Uh, this movie does harken to like a lot of the pulp weird science that I like, uh, you know, like there's a little bit of Lovecraft in here. There's a little bit of old hammer films in here. Uh, and then uh, along also with all the eighties horror, there's a lot of that in here. And, you know, you got, you got a little bit of British military and s- secret spies. I mean, like there's a lot in here that I love. And I, I, it seems like I'm, I'm really loving all these little pieces. It's just when they put it together, it got a little messy. Um, and the, uh, like I think they could have probably cut the whole nurse sub story, and then they could have probably pulled back on the the, the zombie stuff. Uh, I I think some of that zombie stuff looks great, but some of it doesn't look great. Like they thought maybe certain characters were going to be further back from the camera than they actually ended up, and they didn't. Like they're seen like the helicopter scenes, they do close ups on the hands. And the hands look great. And then they do a faraway shot and you can see the, the actors just have normal hands again. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, one thing I, I was I was going to say is uh, the there's a lot of telling and not showing. Like when they say, when they they talk about the cases and there's like seven dudes trying to tell you these cases don't exist. They could have just shown a scene in the lab where they're running tests. And it it wouldn't have cost that much more. Just fucking zoom in on a, com- a computer screen and they have it say negative, and you're gonna yeah. have some dude look confused. Like th- that would have done the same thing in a much more interesting, non boring way. And I, I and I think today's movies, we everyone knows those techniques now. Like we're not in the movie business, but we've watched enough movies that we know there's other ways to do things like this. Um, it, the movie makes me think a lot. Like I think about a lot of the stuff going on. The the movie, I think the movie's actually better after I stop watching it and it <laughs> stays in my head for like a day or two. Like I'm thinking about Haley's Comet and I'm like, how long have these vampires been in Haley's Comet? Were they here when cavemen were here? What do caveman vampires look like? What's the ultimate feminine for a caveman? I don't know, but damn, I want to see that movie now. And it's definitely really a unibrow. Like, yeah, yeah. Unibrow, just all shoulders. She's all shoulders, and they fucking cavemen love it. And uh, With the trash bag. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah, put the sharp objects in the trash bag. I I thought of good male vampire time. Them guys had, like, a very cool Terminator scene where they're just fucking blowing people up while they're looking sexy as fuck. I'm like, we need more of that, like, in this movie. Because, uh, you know... Uh, if if the guys are getting all the sexy Terminator girl, then there there needs to be some dudes in there. And and them dudes, I don't care if they speak English or not. They they fuck it. That one scene that they like, let that dude talk more. He fucking nailed it. Uh, yeah. And show some more dong swinging. Yeah, we need to see. Yep. We need some see some more dong swinging vampire dong. Not Take off literally. the dog. Uh, there was I learned something new. I I knew crosses and sunlight kill vampires but now i know hand grenades also work so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep that on on my utility belt um also 
I was thinking about uh, Haley's Comet's coming back. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 79. I'm I'll still be young enough to go up on the ship if they want me to come. I actually love that they they put Haley's Comet lore like in this. I like that. That's there. I like that. Like I don't know about the Churchill, but like the Columbia is a real space shuttle that was being put out around that same time, like 82. It was used for like 20 something years and it exploded, unfortunately, coming back. No, Challenger. Challenger did. No, the Columbia did as well. Oh, did it? The Columbia was like a workhorse of uh, after its first Mm -hmm. initial mission. I I read apparently they kept using it for like work missions. So I think like bringing materials up to the space station, shit like that. It's been used for all that. Um, And unfortunately, they had an issue with like their thermal stuff and like um, the heat was coming in reentry. It disintegrated, unfortunately. Uh, I think it was like 2008 oh, wow. or three or something like that. Oh it was God. supposed to be retired like any moment at that point too. Yeah. But I do <laughs> like, I think it's interesting that they worked that in there, that that actually, yeah, you know, it, if you were was, growing it, up in 1985, exactly. like, it makes sense to you. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Haley's Comet was coming it's around. Right it was here. a fucking deal. And everybody had their viewfinders or whatever it was to look at those things. Cause everybody got it. You know, everybody gets excited when something like that's about to happen. And you, you know, now, you know, there's sexy fucking vampires in that rock, that comet's tail. You so like as a as fucking beam me up, Scotty. Movie, you're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I don't know about you, Matt, but let's I mean, I do know about you. But I'm fucking the 90s. Let's vampire. do this shit. Earth girls are easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give this six point sixty nine sex <laughs> vampires. <laughs> That's a oh my new god! One. I'm gonna spit my drink. That's we'll allow it. We'll allow it. The judges, the judges say it's allowed. Congratulations, Matt. That was a an unprecedented score. Matt came in here like a space vampire, big dick swinging, making up his own scores and shit. There you go. Jacqueline, you're next. Oh, I am? Okay. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I feel like I kind of said everything I wanted to say. Um, I I really love the whole concept of this movie, and I feel like the the premise of it is so strong and so intriguing and so ominous. Um I so I actually was kind of this. The beginning of this movie was kind of making me think of Gemini Home Entertainment a little bit because I was mm-hmm. thinking like uh, there's something like sinister happening up in space that we don't even know about, and there's like something hiding in the tail of this comet that recurs every so often. Like I don't know what the like is Neptune gonna disappear? I don't know. So um, wood crawlers in this? Huh? Any wood crawlers in this? I know. So just the whole concept was really effectively ominous. And I was like really um, open to where it was going to take me. I love the visual look of the whole film. I thought it was very visually interesting. I love the concept of them going to this spacecraft and taking these like specimens. And then the idea of Carlson, um, you know, trying to cut off this like this like allure that he had that she has for him and trying to prevent her from you know getting to earth and having the same you know starting this whole thing that happens anyway and escaping out of the escape pod and setting fire to the thing i i love all of that um i wish that the screenwriters had kept a tighter story going with it um if they if they had been able to continue that storyline and like follow through with it and not get distracted with little side things and um, throwing extra layers on where there didn't they didn't need to be there, I think this could have been so strong. I could be giving this like a nine right now, um, and I wish I could, 
but Heidelberg, I agree with you. Matt, I agree with you. I feel like this movie really could have benefited from some editing, some tightening up of the screenplay. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a shame because it, it starts so strong. Um, I was like really into the. In fact, Joey was going to watch the whole thing with me and he ended up having to take an important phone call, like a personal thing. I felt like you were going to lose him at one point in this movie. I didn't want to tell you, but you were like, yeah, Joey's going to watch. And I'm like, okay. okay. He'll be yes. down for a little while. Then it's going to get real silly for him. He jumped in maybe 30 minutes in. And so I paused it when he got off the phone. He came in and I paused it and I like narrated everything that happened. And I was so <laughs> Everything? I was like, I- Yes, I tried. Yeah, I tried to narrate everything. And so I was like, come here. I was like really excited to tell him. I'm like, come here. You have to watch this. It's so good. Sit down. Here's what happened. And he was like, okay, that sounds pretty good. Which if you've ever heard me talk about Joey and his hatred of horror, that is something for him to even be willing to watch this. Um, And then after shit started getting convoluted, he was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he he cut out with about 25 minutes left to go. Um, But but I was like in the first half, I was super excited to get him on board. I was like, listen, this is great. So it was just kind of a bummer. So I, I do have to give it a lot of credit for what I think it does well. I think the concept of the story is great. I actually really enjoy the acting by the actors. Um, I enjoy the practical effects like the animatronics and stuff, even though they do look dated. I don't know. There's something in me that just appreciates outdated effects but i guess i kind of view it as almost like a little time capsule yeah so i i usually find that charming even even when effects don't hold up i'm pretty forgiving most of the time and usually i actually see it as a positive that's just me that's just my kind of it adds a level of charm to the scene sometimes that a cgi like scene that ages badly won't yeah, exactly. So I, I'm not as forgiving of that. So, I mean, it it takes a lot for me to ding outdated effects. So, but here, they're thumbs up for me. Um, I think there are some actually sort of hilarious moments, like when they're sedating Patrick Stewart repeatedly and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And the doctor keeps coming in and then like he comes in a final time and all shit has just hit the fan and all hell. Did you notice the final time when he's coming in? There's all this fog behind his head. And he just stands there. There's like a ton of fog that comes in the room with him. I notice. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, Oh my God. And I'm like, where's all this fog come from? Like they're really making this one scene dramatic. Like we need more fog. Yeah. Well, and just like shit has really gone downhill by like the third or fourth time he comes in the room and brings more medication. And it reminds me of that gif where like, um, I forget what's happening. Like a whole room is on fire or something. Oh, yeah. Then to deliver pizza. Community, like, yeah. Fuck into. So, um, so I do give the movie a lot of credit and I think it, it still could have been really strong. So, um, but it, it just really lost me. So I am going to stick with my original assessment of this as a flaccid fuck and I'm going to give it 5.5 out of 10 horny space vampires that's where i thought you were gonna be yeah <laughs> i wish i could get you more but i get it i get it too you know and I, but I, like honestly that's better than i thought this is one of those films i'm like she's either gonna love this or like she's gonna fucking pick it apart and there's not enough pumpkin head in it no. <laughs> no but i'm saying like there's times where i i've i thought I've, I've i've thrown you like a fucking a slow ball you know what i mean where i thought you were gonna dig it and knock it out of the park and then you were like really didn't like it you know what i mean so i was like yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and I get it. Sorry. And like, I don't, I, it was one of those movies. 
I don't enjoy like coming down on movies that people really enjoy. And listen, I think some of it just comes down to personal preference and that's why reviewing subjective. And so like the fact that you are like really into the chaos and how it gets real weird and like all over the place, that, like that's cool. I, I have a little bit of nostalgia too, though. I saw this when I was younger. So I don't fault you. All I can all I can assess is my viewing experience, and it got real sloggy and confusing for me. Yeah. So that's give it a five point five. John. Yeah. Oh, I've been you- sneezing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna make mine real, really, really short. Everything you guys said, uh, Hydraberg, Jacqueline, Matt. Uh, you are all right. Uh, I think the biggest problem with this movie is too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think there were w- there was way too much like feedback for Toby Hooper. So I think that's why it was so convoluted. That's why it was so like just muddied. Mm-hmm. Um, if 10 year old John saw this movie, uh, Hydraberg, <laughs> I'd be with you. Uh, it would have a lot of nostalgia factor for me, but it doesn't. Um mm-hmm. The acting was fine, but I mean, it was just like, it seems like the cuts and the script, uh, rewriting of scripts just seemed like, so like, eh, just, it, it didn't flow. Um, I didn't know what I was watching, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it felt like a, and I'm not the biggest fan of horror sci-fi or sci-fi horror. And it just, it went from one thing to another and it just felt just so jumbled in that way. Oh, what am I watching here? First time I watched it, I hated it. Second time, I was like, you know, this is not a bad movie. This is not the worst movie you can ever watch. You hated it? I did. Really? I did. I I, I couldn't pay attention to it. Just it, it was so boring. Um, Matilda May, to me, did the best <laughs> acting job. It, it, she looked fantastic. I mean, <laughs> she was smoking the hot. Best and acting then, job. Finding out she was 18 years old, I'm like, no, she's a kid. Um, she did fine. She did fine. She did fine. Um, but it just felt just so jumbled and so like, uh, man, it, watch it if you want to enjoy it. You'll have a good time with it. But it's not. Oh, there's just so many things wrong with it. The 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 filming of it looked great. I I thought I thought the effects looked really awesome. I mean, again, it's 85. You know, we've seen worse. We've seen better from 85 or 86. Um, so I'm going to give this, like you, Jacqueline, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick right down the middle. I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10, uh, what is it, horny space vampires? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm giving it. Um, I mean, it, it, it doesn't suck. i definitely go watch it, you know, put it in your repertoire, but it's it's not awesome. <laughs> It's Toby right. Hooper's like fucking swinging for the fences. Yeah. So we had yeah. a little bit of here from between five and 7.5. So interesting. Interesting. You guys want a little bit of trivia? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let me get my stuff pulled up. Okay. Um. All right. Well, John, I'm sorry to make you more uncomfortable, but if you were uncomfortable with the fact that Matilda May was only 18, it gets worse. So Toby Hooper once revealed that in the early stages of shooting, they waxed Matilda May's pubic hair off completely, thinking it would make her look less nude. I don't know why he would think that. It didn't. In fact, it was worse because then her vulva was exposed, making her look even younger. So they had her grow a bikini strip of pubes back, and May had to frequently remove her pants and panties to allow Hooper to inspect her. 
makeup artist Sandra so-and-so talked about it in an interview. She said, we had this big discussion about Matilda. Toby said, I want all her body hair off. And I said, you can't do that, Toby. She's a young girl. At the time, she was 18. 90% of her time on, the, on camera, she was nude while walking around. You cannot take all the body hair away. He said, well, I want the pubic hair as short as possible and lighten it up. I don't really want to see it. So every morning I was on my knees trimming and coloring and making it all look perfect. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> well, lots and lots of attention paid by Toby Hooper to Matilda May's pubic hair. Unfortunately. <sighs> yeah. So, all right. But on the plus well, side. I'll, that's I'll the end of the show, guys. We're on. just going to cut yeah. off there and see you later. <laughs> it, that's it. I mean, it's it's. That's know, gross. I, that's as a director, I get it. Like he does have fun with say, but it sounds like he was no, very prideful no, of taking no. that role. You gotta say, like, because there's a part of that where, like, if this goes wrong, this movie's gonna feel very perverted. So he's like, he's trying to, he, like, uh, or at least this, he said he was trying to make her look less young. That is a fine line. Less nude. Less so look, the less same, nude, yeah. the same like, premise more was done with Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, with Elena. Wait, hold on. The dudes got to wear like flesh colored socks on their dicks, right? Yep. Yeah. Why couldn't she wear like flesh colored? Because apparently or... the penis is seen differently in a vagina, which doesn't make sense. They're both reproductive mm-hmm. organs. I think he would have showed their penises if he was allowed. I don't I don't think that I think he would have to. I think he would have to. It just seems like an inordinate amount of attention to be paid to someone's pubic hair and the fact that he had to inspect her every day is troubling no, yeah that's that's gross that's i just I, I i feel like maybe like because if something goes wrong now his movie goes from rated r to no i think C- you're right man actually 70 or something and i mean like with with all the money riding on it he might be just freaking out like it could well, be back in the day yeah it would yeah he's he has to get under the wire with his rating and so any like discrepancy would fucking like knock it out of the park where he would have to remake his movie or reseat, you know, reshoot something or whatever. Um, yeah, I but get it, it sounds the way the way it's That's worded and trivia, it sounds really bad. And sounds, I hope it's awful. not that bad, to be honest. Oh uh, well, let's let's turn it around here to more positive. Um, Patrick Stewart said has said several times that Toby Hooper was his favorite director to work with. Well, there I, you go. He's been I, knighted, so obviously we should take his word for it. Yeah. However, like if we'd watch <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I know that all the actors hated working for Toby because he filmed them in like 120. Yeah, on purpose. Weather. Yeah, he wanted that fucking yeah. genuine, and that's yeah. why that movie stands the test of time. Yeah, exactly. That is think- what makes that movie is that gritty mm-hmm. nature to it. Um, Toby Hooper also came up with the idea of using Haley's Comet in the screenplay rather than the asteroid belt that was originally used in the novel. But he had to check its pubes every six weeks, so <laughs> they, he, couldn't, he couldn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It grew way too much. You got to trim that shit down and make it long. Uh, and so he was aware of the comet being, you know, scheduled to pass by Earth, you know, very shortly after the film release. So he, that's why he added that into the screenplay to make it kind of tie together. So I actually think that's pretty cool. I think it is too. Actually, I remember Haley's comet. I mean, that's sad. Eighty-five, so I was nine. It was a big deal. It was yeah. actually like, yeah, we got these like little things that we built in science class in elementary school, and we got to look at it. That mm-hmm. was pretty rad. Neat. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about how progressive it is to have this kiss with Patrick Stewart in the movie. Fun fact: that was Patrick Stewart's first on-screen kiss. 
Yes, I heard that. <laughs> Jones covered this. I think they mentioned that. That's hilarious. Your first was screen kiss ever was with a guy. Regardless, I don't yeah. know what Patrick Stewart's even sexuality even is. It's not up to me to know. But um, I just I think it's interesting that he was. You know, I I gotta say that was like one there. of my favorite shots it. because it went between Matilda and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, the, cool. the way they did that, like the way they shot that, was really good. It was a quick kiss, but you know, there was still like the no, 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 no. They went. They no, went. I just I I like the way it was shot because it was between her and then him and then yeah, her yeah. and then and he got closer the uh, colonel. It so. was uh, it was for sure Carlson's best kiss in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, I guess yeah. When compared to that last one, yeah, yeah, or the one in the ship, yeah, kind of doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So based on this, based on behind the scenes photos of a very naked Matilda May chatting with cast and crew while waiting to film she was very comfortable with the nudity and didn't bother wearing a robe in between takes in fact some people joked that it was more awkward for them because they had to force themselves to keep looking at her eyes the entire time and that wasn't easy because she was a gorgeous quote unquote she was a gorgeous teen with an almost perfect figure first of all almost how dare you um, yeah, I don't that's know. From almost shut the fuck up and the fact no, that she's that, gorgeous she oh my god yeah I don't know and calling her a gorgeous teen, ew. I, I think that's why that's why they toned it down. They were like, I don't want to put this word before teen. Uh, so I'm going to tone it down. Like she's almost gorgeous and teenage. Yeah. Look, I didn't know she was 18 God. either. It was a different time. Yeah, I, I feel dirty about that. I really do. But she, she really looked good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the appeal of this movie. There's nothing wrong she with saying and she's not as long as she was more. legal, I, I but I still feel dirty. It's, yeah, it's still, yeah, yeah, I get it. I told we're, you. Know, we're all, we're all, none of us are, you know, in our early 20s. So, no, no. I'm saying that younger me when he saw this movie. Well, when that's he, fine. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Um, so I thought this was interesting because we, we, we like this actress around here. Um, Alicia, Alicia, Olivia Hussey was originally cast as Ellen. But she left From the movie. Christmas? Yeah, 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 yeah. She Romeo would... and Juliet. Correct. She was originally cast to play Ellen, but she left the movie because she mistakenly thought she was playing the role of Space Girl. Oh, um, she's like, no she way, wanted... I'm not doing that. Yeah, she didn't want to do that much nudity. And so she left, not understanding that that wasn't the role she was there for. Hmm. Yep. Um... She wasn't afraid when she did Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that was just like a flash. Yeah, but though. she was underage. During yeah, that, she was, she was like, come to life, was right? she really? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're just they like, both were, I think, all around today, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I was 16 when I first saw that movie, and I was like, boobs. That that and blue. Right, I'm sorry, tatas. Look at those tatas. No boobs is fine, dude. It's fine okay. for younger John to be that's, yeah. into that. Like, I was 16 when I first surreal. saw it. I would yeah. just that's I, fine. I went, that's normal. That's okay. okay. All right. Uh, so. The film was originally promoted and filmed under the title of The Space Vampires, which is the title of the novel, of course. Uh, however, the producers with Canon Films reportedly spent nearly $25 million, that's a big budget for a movie like this, in hopes of creating a full-blown blockbuster. And they felt that this title made it sound like a typical Canon low-budget exploitation movie. So the title was changed to Life Force and then released in the U.S. in an edited version which only brought in like barely over eleven million dollars. Yeah, so not, was a flop, great, right? not a great return on investment there. I think that what was the budget change was a mistake. 20, I, yeah, twenty-five 
25 million dollar budget 11 oh, shit. million and change at the box office which this was huge for toby hooper yeah yeah um he had hoped to cast billy idol as one of the male vampires but billy idol's touring date <laughs> schedule yo i would have been out. over that it's a white wedding. rebel yeah I got I got some cool um, uh, trivia about the uh, the box office too. Uh, yes. Uh, so this nice came out the same. Yes. The same. <laughs> this came out the same weekend as Cocoon. Mm-hmm. Wow. They. Uh, oh shit. Cocoon has nice aliens, and this has be- mean aliens. Yeah. So everyone took their kids to see Cocoon instead, and the exact same thing happened with the thing. Et came out with E.T. and everyone yeah. took their kids to see I actually saw so I like I, I like I like Cocoon. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I so like I wonder if this movie would have done better if it had been dropped on a different weekend. Like if it, if that if that box office wouldn't have been That's crazy because I remember scary. seeing Cocoon in the theater. So that means that my dad took me to see that and if I had just looked in the paper when he was <laughs> looking up this I would have saw an ad for Life Force having come out this exact year. Yeah, would cool. Yeah, so I guess don't release your sci-fi horror movie the same weekend as a sci-fi family movie because it's not going to go. Good advice. Yeah. I'm still thinking about Billy Idol songs. Mom, mom, mom. Swap wedding. Oh, what's the other song you did? Um, Rock the cradle. Of love. Yeah, that's oh, what, that, that, that the... song would be good for this. Ooh. <laughs> oh shit! They just hiring. Huh? They just hire him so they can get his songs for cheap. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be cool to have him on the soundtrack. Um, well, that's all the trivia I've got. Um, so that kind of takes care of Life Force from 1985. Thanks, guys. That was great a good discussion. One. That was fun. I think we it was life out of this thing. Yeah, we mm-hmm. sure sucked it right out. Sucked it out. And so are we next... all, we're all of age, so it's okay. Yeah. Yes, we are all yeah. out of our teen years. That is for sure. Physically. Physically, yeah. Yeah. yeah some of mentally us, is a totally different. Probably all of us are mentally still back there. Um, but <laughs> physically, we've advanced beyond that time. Uh, John, next week it's your pick. Yes. Us for next week. Gosh, I've been like racking my brain on what we could do, and I want to do something new. Um, it's been much talked about, especially at the beginning of the year. We are going to talk about the 2023 movie called Megan, but we're going to do the unrated version. Yes, please. Uh, so I don't have to wear pants, is what you're saying? <laughs> never. You never have to wear pants. Or I was going to go full frontal tonight based on... I assumed you didn't have pants on right now. Oh, yeah, you can't see. You know what? You're right. Well, I've got Matt, you didn't see, tonight. like, as soon as he hopped on, he jumped up and they flopped around. Well, my pants are off. Scary. Well, yeah, it flogged up the screen like the vampire dick, so, like, I still didn't see. <laughs> he was wearing a sock. Yeah. I had a he was wearing a sock. sock on my oh, fucking... On my junk. <laughs> anyway, anyway, right, so Megan Uncut, cool. Yeah, yes. we're gonna watch Megan Uncut. Um, do we know where that's streaming? Everywhere. I mean, okay. anywhere you can get Megan. I don't think it's can. everywhere. I had it recently written down somewhere. I didn't. I don't know. Uh, I think it's on. Um, I think you get it on Amazon. Huh? Okay. Yep. Cool. So we will come back next week and talk about Megan. So that'll be a little bit of a change of pace from our space adventures this week um in the meantime if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us about fucking space vampires or female nudity or 
pubic hair or anything like that, feel free to email us at wow. cut oh my God. <laughs> email.com. I don't know. What did we just talk about? I don't know. Um, yeah. Email us there, or you can follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. Uh, wait, oh, it's my turn. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. And Matt, where we where can we find your podcast? Uh, we're in uh, every podcatcher. Uh, just type in uh, search for Swords and Stereo. Got it. Yep. And follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review, and make sure you give Matt and a cut above horror review those five star ratings on Spotify and on iTunes. iTunes, you can give us a, give us a review as well. So thank you. Oh, real quick, uh, I got a you pick last week, and I picked. Um, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Straight Chillin's going to be covering it this Wednesday. <laughs> no oh, shit. Which we covered on episode 60 of A Cut of Us. Yes. Awesome. I can't I wait to get it. The way it was, the way it was passed on to us, I would pass it on to someone else. It, it's one of the, it's kind of like a, a chain mail, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I watched gotta... it the other day. I was, I was texting you guys while I was watching it. It's like, by the way, uh, Rob, Randy, and Juice, sorry, you have to watch that movie. Hang on. Uh, hey, you gotta apologize, bro. I fucking you did. I'll get you next time, That's me, man. I'm making them watch that. But yeah, Listen, they are men of taste. I think I think that they will have a good time watching it. So I'm not worried. They said it was fun. Uh, Bob told me it was a fun time. So. And if they don't mention Skeletor, I will be upset. <laughs> Who knows? That'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I'll definitely tune in for that episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, fellas. It was a great time with you as always, John and Hyderberg, Matt. So awesome to have you on the show finally. Thanks for being so awesome and being our friend. Thank you for having me. And I will see two of you fellas back here next week to talk about Megan uncut, unrated, or whatever it is. (laughs) That's it for this week. And keep it creepy.